ho, 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 happy holidays, <laughs> and welcome to a very special extra edition of Marvel vs. Marvel. Forget the regular format, that's out the window. <laughs> this is the end of year show, the end of year special, where me and Will are going to be taking a look at uh, Will's favourite top five movies uh, from, from 2020 that we've looked at so far on the podcast. We're also going to be playing the Big Fat Marvel Quiz of the Year. And we want you guys to play along at home as well. Will is going to be quizzed on some of the uh, more crazy, random and insane <laughs> and intricate trivia facts and history that we've gone over in our first year here at Marvel vs. Marvel from all the different episodes. We're going to quiz Will in a series of rounds. Mm. And Will's going to be playing the quiz. And we want you guys to play along at home and see if you can beat Will's score. Can Ooh. you beat the man who is powered by ignorance? <laughs> um, so have a pen and paper handy or, or fire open the notes app on your their phone so you can play that with us a little bit later on uh i guess introductions uh i don't know if it's necessary in this one but my name is rob holden comedian writer and the marvel expert i'll be doing the quizzing this evening i'll be handling the comic book side of things um and i'm joined as ever on the podcast by mr will preston hello um, Will, it's we're 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 slightly, you know, battling the new format right now, aren't we? We're a little bit. We've, like you said, off air. It's almost as if we uh, we know how to do the real show so much. We're in kind of uh, in kind of uh, autopilot, and then now it's suddenly oh, all the crutches are taken away, and it's yeah. all a bit different. Yeah, it's like a, oh, it should be simple. A little quiz. No, no, the routine's taken away. We are now panicking. <laughs> I don't, wouldn't say we're panicking. I'm enjoying it. I like the the frisson yeah. of of almost being off script. Mm. Um, so on this show, as I said, we are going to be taking a look at the movie side of Marvel versus Marvel. Will has put together a list of his top five movies that we've looked at so far: MCU, Beyond, Before, Outside, the Antiheroes. All of that we're going to be. Uh, sifting through will's got his uh, his five picks for us to take a look at and we've got the uh, various questions and answers from the quiz that you can play along with at home we've also got some major and i mean major announcements um, all about next year 2021 that we can tell you about we've been planning haven't we will yes very very planning <laughs> And we've we've put together an incredible, uh, really genuinely so excited about next year. We've got a great roadmap of what we're going to be doing next year. We've also asked you guys to write in, get in touch, and send us your Marvel versus Marvel memories. I suppose your, pardon me, your favorite movies, your top five that we've looked at so far, and your favorite moments of trivia. Um, I kind of asked you what what questions you might fire off to Will. Um, although Will, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> be recording that in isolation after the facts because I I got concerned as they came in that through reading these out loud 
we'd suddenly start to give you some uh, some hints, some clues, and maybe even some answers for the quiz. So don't worry about that, although you guys will hear it before the quiz. <laughs> don't worry, Will has not been exposed to your answers and your trivia <laughs> and your uh, your favourite moments from Marvel Facts this year. Um, that nearly scuppered the whole thing, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I got the first few letters that came in and thought, oh, I've got to rewrite the quiz. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then I got a few more and went, I'm going to have to keep rewriting the quiz. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think this is the way round it. We'll we'll get to the end and then, then we'll do the letters and then we'll reinsert the letters in a more appropriate place, which is before the quiz. That makes um, sense. The magic of modern technology. <laughs> Speaking of which, we... I've got some thank yous to be dishing out, and this probably this feels like, you know, the right time of year to be doing it. Yeah, uh, removed from Thanksgiving, of course, but everyone's more thankful around the holidays, that Christmas period, that end of year period, and maybe this year more than more than many others, as you reflect back. Um, really want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to this show. In 2020, um, and Will, I'll give you, uh, you know, your time uh, when I've finished. But like, we've hit over 10,000 downloads for this show, Excellent. and we are so like pleased, excited, and 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 happy about all of that. On top of, you know, all the messages that we receive. On top of the the fantastic um, Patreon subscribers that pledge. Uh, and and cough up their hard earned cheddar every month to to be part of us and to kind of sponsor the show and working with a real bricks and mortar comic book stores who see a lot in us. That I, when this started, I did not think that we would hit this level at all in less than you know in in, in half a year. I, I, I think yeah, I I, I didn't I know think, what we'd hit. I didn't think we'd last. Mm. Be- uh, and I- I'll tell you for why. <laughs> it's because it's because what we wanted to do, the show we wanted to make, is is what you hear, and that's a show that takes a lot of. And I, I, you know, I know it is just a podcast; it are not working down a mine shaft, but it takes hours of research and writing and compiling and planning. And it takes hours of watching, it takes hours of recording, it takes hours of editing and putting it all together. That's the show we wanted to make. We didn't want to make something that was a quick 20 minutes, in and out, done, thank you, goodbye. And and so it's it's not sustainable if no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 if this was just something our mates, a couple of our mates would listen to, if we had a listenership of like 25, 30, which could very easily have happened... Because we've not got a big famous platform, neither one of us are, you know, we, we, we're not going to get covered by a, a cool website anytime soon, or a blog, or, you know, you and me on, on the telly, uh, and and the podcast market is dominated by famous people, mm. um, so it, 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 it's really hard to find an, audi- an audience that could take you to 10,000 downloads and become kind of sustainable, so I thought... We'd play around with this, and then we'd be done and out, and that would be it. Because you know, <laughs> you can you can muck around for twenty people for a little bit, but after a while, it's just it's just 
an effort in masturbation, shall we say. Um, and and aside from that, like it's really genuinely touched us to get messages from people saying, uh, "I've I've had to I've lost my job, or I've had to change jobs because of the pandemic, and I've got a crap job now, or I've had to get a second job now." I'm suddenly working night shifts. I'm working long hours. Uh, um, I, I, whatever it is, my job sucks. I don't get to talk to people anymore. I'm stuck at home in a in a in a, in a you know wandering flat on my own. And your podcast is is entertaining me and helping me out. And people have we've had more of those than I can remember. And that lifts the spirit immensely. And and but 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 on top of that. This was really giving me more than I thought I would get this year, uh, creatively, because uh, I, I, you know, things were going pretty bloody well for me before this pandemic hit. I, I, I was working with thirty to fifty comedians a year on their Edinburgh shows, mm. writing with them, being creative with them. I was developing things for TV. I was. You know, don't want to talk about this too much, but I, I was incredibly close with a partner to getting a sitcom that we created funded properly and into production. They were genuinely talking to us about whether we see this as more of a a, a show with a set or a show with lots of exteriors. That's incredibly exciting. And then it all mm. got, you know, taken away. And it's just a creative outlet is not there. So this has been in a much smaller way and a smaller scale and only ever getting to look at one pretty face <laughs> instead of <laughs> the, the dozens of people that I, I normally got to work with. This has been fantastic. And for every letter we get that says you helped us a little bit, you know, you, your podcast entertained me and helped me a little bit through a crap time. This podcast has done huge for my, for my well-being during this pandemic. So I want to say... That that is, is return to all of you guys out there, um, and that's a bit long in the in the tooth. That was sorry about that, Will. But I genuinely have a lot of feelings about what these listeners have given us. Well, that's fine. Sometimes I like it when you speak. <laughs> <laughs> not often, but sometimes. No, not often. No, absolutely. We 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 just we're just happy that you guys have really been supporting us. Uh, it, it genuinely as well. It doesn't feel like we've been asking you to do. It. You, you guys have been there. And we, I, I'm absolutely astounded because usually I, I've tried doing stuff like this quite a lot. I've done podcasts before. I tried uh, a video series as well in the past. And the first thing I always think of with these creative projects is, well, that was fun to make, but who's actually going to watch it? <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's hard to know, isn't it? And, it, yeah. it, you know, and I know Marvel's a massively popular kind of subject, but there's mm. a lot of competition Um we know there's a lot of competition in your Marvel podcast uh, needs, so we thank you for choosing Marvel versus Marvel. Um, mm. Cool, excitement announcements to come very soon, uh, but also like the loves coming in, in in an interesting way because we've got some like the VIEPs on Patreon. They're very important executive producers; those who pledge the top amount of money. And get the top amount of rewards. Thanks to them and their pledges, we've been able to take that cash money and not just uh, <laughs> spend it all on cheap women and liquor, but it's it's been invested back into podcast. Uh, we've recently bought some brand new recording equipment 
which which will will make the show sound uh, a, a lot crisper and cleaner and cooler. And it's funded the the uh, the rental. No, what 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 do you call it when it's a person? The hiring. That's hiring. It. There we go. Not the-, the hiring, not the rental. The- <laughs> It's, it's, it's funded the hiring of a professional sound engineer to create some really cool stuff which we're going to be debuting next year. So um, that's what mm. the people on Patreon have been doing for us, the VIEPs. We raise a glass to them, uh, and I'm, I'm doing that literally because I uh, now want Will to talk so I can take a, a swig of beer. That's the old comedian trick. What you do is when the people laugh, you, that's your chance to take a drink. Yes, it's going to be. It's just going to be you, really exciting stuff, isn't it? Should we get to the announcements now? Then, yeah, I think I think that's the exciting stuff we need to talk about. Okay, yeah, okay. So we 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 have been planning this for months because there's a lot to plan. Yeah, twenty six episodes next year. Well, just the main show episodes, and we wanted to to pull apart. This year, we we've done a lot of MCU, and we've done a lot of stuff outside the MCU. But this show is not called the MCU podcast. This show is Marvel versus Marvel. It's about Marvel media projects and how they relate to the comic books. It's about also, I believe, at its heart, how do fans first discover these characters in this world and I t- we talked through these letters about people's first exposure to Spider-Man being a figure on a on a Golden Wonders crisp packet <laughs> or, or 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 a sticker or a trading card or a, or a toy or or something else so that's what our, we 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 want to keep that in mind as we plan these exciting things for next year 2021 we launch into an unexplored Marvel shared universe. Mm. The 1990s Marvel animated universe. Starting next year, we'll cover the Saturday morning cartoons that introduced an entire generation to the world of Marvel. From the X-Men and Spider-Man to Hulk and Iron Man to the Silver Surfer. And the Fantastic Four, we're going to take you behind the scenes on what was essentially for kids in the 90s, their version of the MCU. Not only that, though, we're going to explore some of the most bizarre and head-scratching Marvel moments of all time. Exploring the pilot for an X-Men TV series, uh, Marvel's only horror film, and the TV movie where David Hasselhoff is Nick Fury. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. I've seen clips. It looks tremendous. <laughs> cannot wait. I cannot wait. But let's not forget the big guns. We'll be returning to the MCU in a huge way with episodes dedicated to a whole new exploration and interpretation of your favourite movie characters. And we're not done We'll be tackling fan-favourite stories like the Phoenix Saga, the Spider-Verse, Transformers, and so much more. Um, So we're fully there with the MCU. We're fully there with all these other projects. Was there there anything else? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Like, a moment of hush, please, Will. Marvel versus Marvel, 
DC edition. Whoa! It's real. It's happening. Yes! That's going to happen. That's my bag, baby. That's my bag. <laughs> but uh, as we said, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you for your 10,000 downloads. Thank you for 2020. Next year is going to be even better. Through the magical powers of post-recording production, we're going to bring you now <laughs> the uh, your end-of-year reviews and letters and thoughts and top fives, which you don't have to worry, because we foresaw this problem occurring. We have recorded this after Will takes the quiz, mm-hmm. but we're dropping it in before, because that's how the our show flows. But... Don't have to worry now too much if these letters reveal bits of trivia and and answer questions I'm later going to ask. Will did not have this at the time. We now are time travellers coming to you from, well, actually from the present day. But no, so we're not time travellers. Other Rob and Will in the show, they're the time travellers. Are we creating a paradox? They're the ones from the past. Yes, we we are. We're creating a paradox. Welcome to Paradox Letters. Is a new item on the show where we time travel. So, yeah, don't worry if if we talk about some trivia now and then past Rob asks past Will a question about it in a couple of minutes' time. Past Will will not have the knowledge at that time, or maybe he does. That's the point of the show. Basically, what I'm trying to say is we recorded this later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we put out the call and we said, hey, we're doing an end-of-year show. And we'd we'd love to hear what were your high points of of uh, Marvel versus Marvel twenty twenty. What were your top fives of the movies that we looked at, um, and all of that, all of that shebang. What were your favourite bits of trivia that we've taught you that you've learned from the show in this year before we upgrade and level up to next year? And the responses came in thick and fast. And before we go further, I do want to put a shout out to Alfie Simpson. He's a fan of the show, Hello. and um, he's got in touch with us on numerous different platforms to say hello. He sent us an email, and he sent us some tweets and things, and um, we, we didn't get round to saying, uh, give him a shout out in the previous episode, so I want to do it right now. Alfie, uh, thank you ever so much for getting in touch. He, he writes in to say, thank you so much for doing this podcast. It really makes my day shine. Um, keep up the good work, the hard work. And in one of his tweets, he says he listens to us on the bus going to school, which uh, is what we're here for. I, Alfie, mate, I used to hate the bus journeys to school. Hate them. Absolutely hate them, because none of my mates live nearby. I couldn't stand those bus journeys. And uh, Alfie, according to his Twitter, he's 12. Well, when I got to be about 14, 15, I was able to walk to school from that point. It's about 45 minutes, 50-minute walk uh, me and my mates then stopped taking the bus and we walked to school and we called on all of our friends along the way. And this 45-minute walk suddenly became a two-hour event and we have to set off so early for it. <laughs> so, yes, if we if, if, if the show I'm making can make a, a bus journey to school a little bit brighter, I'm very pleased about that because that is rubbish. And, hey, Alfie's going the extra mile, really, Will, because yeah, he promotes us in his Twitter bio. Alfie's Twitter bio says, and he does not work for the show, he is not a paid employee, it says, go and listen to Marvel vs. Marvel on Spotify. That's advertising you can't buy. <laughs> Thank you, Alfie. I didn't notice that. I didn't know that's so cool. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Let's get into some time travel letters. Um, <laughs> letters from the past that we're recording in the now to insert in a show from the past to play to you now. <laughs> Paradox <laughs> letters. <laughs> Uh, so Sam Avery, friend of the show Sam Avery, uh, drops a line to say, Dear Rob and Will, thanks so much for the podcast. It's given me untold hours of incredibly happy listening and so much to think about. Despite loving superhero movies growing up, specifically the Superman films, somehow the MCU completely passed me by. When I got Disney Plus earlier this year... I decided to start at the beginning, just as your podcast started, so it's been the perfect accompaniment to your journey, to my journey, sorry. Um, That's been fantastic. I mean, I've heard from Sam a little bit um, as things have bubbled along, because I think he might be one of the few that is doing the journey with us, Will, for the first time. So he's not listening, watching watching back or anything, he's watching these movies for the very first time. Yeah, yeah, it's a good journey. It's a good journey. I, I've loved the MCU movies so much that I've had to go back and watch most of them twice before moving <laughs> on to the next one. I really enjoy speculating future storylines, so I've been in no rush to race through them. And I'm slightly annoyed at my past self for not going to watch these films when they came out in the cinema. Well, that's a double-edged sword, I reckon, because... Mm. The cinema experience, I think, can't be matched. I really don't think it can. Um, but at the same time, to sit down and have a smorgasbord, to have mm. all of these films, to know you can spend a whole weekend going from one to the other, that's also really, that makes me tingle a little bit, you know? Yeah, I although I will say when I saw, no, no spoilers, but when I saw Endgame in the cinema, there was a moment that happened where the entire cinema erupted, they absolutely lost it. And oh, I've never several s- times, yeah, yeah. I, I've never experienced that in any film apart from uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, where everybody politely clapped at the end because it wasn't terrible. <laughs> I, I had it in um, uh, Snakes on a Plane. I went to see a Friday. We think we talked about this before. A Friday night showing of Snakes on a Plane with my buddy, uh, and everyone in the audience was a little bit buzzed, a little bit drunk. And everyone was roaring with laughter at every snake murder. And when Samuel L. Jackson says the line, there was just cheering in the in the seat. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Oh, um, God. Uh, so Sam says, unfortunately, I'm still way behind with the, where the podcast is up to. At the time of writing, I've just finished Age of Ultron. So here's my list. So, yeah. He's only he's only uh, behind in terms of the non MCU stuff we've done. Mm. Uh, Sam's top five. Are you ready for this, Will? I am always Guardians, ready. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, The Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and Blade. Fantastic! Ooh, very nice. Fave Marvel stories and trivia from you guys. Uh, <laughs> Grey Vegas Hulk, Mr. Fixit. <laughs> Stanley's romantic comics of the 1950s. Yes. The origin of the Avengers as a direct response to DC's first team book. Um, that was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a, play, yeah. a game of golf changed the history. And exactly. the added dimensions to characters not seen in the MCU 
like Mary Jane and the Black Widow. But the biggest takeaway I've learned from your podcast is how we don't need to get too wrapped up in a particular storyline we don't enjoy, as these characters are constantly reinvented and rebooted in the comics and sometimes in the movies too. So we just need to enjoy the ride. As a lifelong Star Wars nut, the recent sequel trilogy has left me somewhat flat because of the treatment of major characters, simply because the movies are the be-all and end-all. Not so with Marvel, where the movies <clears throat> where the movies are just an interpretation and not the definitive take. I really like that freedom. I've just signed up for your Patreon to get even more content. Thank you so much and keep it up. Thank you, Sam, for getting in touch and dropping that knowledge on us. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Well. I was thinking the uh, same, same, same way with Star Wars, actually, because Disney have just announced they're going to do like 10,000 Star Wars shows. Yeah. I, I think they're trying to MCU the uh, Star Wars universe and I think what uh, worked for MCU over the new Star Wars films was MCU have like an original source to work from, but Star Wars have kind of an original source, but it's adding to the original source, so it's not an adaptation, it's more of a continuation, so they can't, they're in a very tricky spot. We've talked before about the difference in a franchise between um, expansion and what I would call cannibalization. Ah. Um, which is whatever you might think of of Rogue One. It doesn't expand the Star Wars. You know, you, you, it, it's just cannibalizing a part of the story. Han Solo solo movie is cannibalizing another part of the story. You know, pre in in general, um, and Star Wars doesn't fall into this. But when you have an original story, and then you do. Hey, let's show how every character got to start this story in a series of prequels. That's just kind of cannibalizing mm. the one idea you had. Um, Star Wars is a, is a little bit different in that regard because it's meant to be kind of a bigger narr- narrative. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, sacrilegious as this might sound, the <laughs> Star Wars franchise in the new movies should have completely moved away. You could have threads of Jedi's. You can keep the Jedi kind of mm-hmm. knocking around, and you can keep some aspects. But we should have had no old characters. We should have had yes. no Death Star Mark IV. We should have had none of that. I would have changed the look of a lot of it and really expanded the universe rather than say, "Here's another version of the Empire. Here's another version of Luke." But mm. hey, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Moving away from Star Wars, back to us. Uh, we've got another letter here from James Greenwood, who writes in with his fave moments of the podcast this year. James Greenwood's top five, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Fantastic Four, but I've Ooh. not watched it in decades, so when I do it, it will probably feel really, really 90s, as you both said. And finally, Iron Man. I did not expect to see Fantastic Four cropping up on anyone's list um that's really cool to see like i didn't expect blade to feature really i I figured most people would just put all sort of mcu movies in their top list maybe maybe a spider-man or something um so yeah fantastic four that's really nice to see have they announced uh, a new fantastic four 
There was a there was a logo. They there was said a they're lo- gonna do it. Yeah, there's a logo. <laughs> I love I love the way these things work. They're placeholder films. It's great <laughs> just to, to do later. I like that way of working. Or or a TV show or something. Who knows? That could, I mean, it could work as a TV show. You like you said, it works as well as a sitcom. Uh, you said it's the kind of sitcom family, isn't it? You've said before. Have I? Oh. You have said it was like a sitcom. Fantastic Four works like a sitcom. I, I said that movie was like a sitcom. Oh God! Because it was written by a comedy writer, wasn't it? He remember he wrote like everything else that he'd written was like a a sassy comedy, <laughs> and that's what it felt like they were trying to trying to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if, if if Fantastic Four characters in the Marvel universe would would work as a sitcom, but um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, my favourite bits of trivia I've learnt from the show that the radioactive waste that blinded Daredevil appeared to be the same waste that caused the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and I loved the part where you said that Doom's face was never shown due to his horrendous scars and that one artist eventually drew him with the smallest of scars and this imperfection is what sent him mad. That was the brilliant Jack Kirby. Great, great idea from Jack Kirby. Yeah. It's not always held to be canon in 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 the Marvel universe. Um, mm. He he's been depicted. Doom's been depicted since with with more horrific scars. Maybe he rescarred his face. I'm I'm not sure. But I like to think I think that is a beautiful, a beautiful um, interpretation of the character from from the King, Mister Jack. Oh, absolutely. I'm also enjoying Will Bingo and joining in with the sort of, <laughs> but not really, when I'm in the car by myself. <laughs> I'm really happy that we managed to come up with catchphrases like that. Uh, can't wait for the next year, James. Thank you very much, James. Peter J, down since day one, the very first subscriber, the very first patron. You know he's got a lot to say. He drops us a line. Um, my favourite boat. So he's done some lists of his own. Like mm. Peter J took it in these other directions. It's not just his top. In fact, he hasn't. He hasn't given us his top five films. He's not done mm. that. Okay, let's see what he's done. My favourite bonus episode, um, uh, which we, you know, you, you got to check out the bonus episodes. patreoncom <laughs> Marvel versus Marvel. My favourite bonus episode is the Spider-Man Clone Saga. It's basically. A public service, so you don't have to read the entire story arc. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun doing that one, didn't we? That was that um, was a really good fun one because when we first started doing bonus episodes, it was like I was thinking, are we just milking this? And it's like, no, there's genuinely good stuff to focus on after that one. It was like, you know, there were times when we were like going, let's have a look at the stupid X Men mutants and their stupid powers, which was fun. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun doing, but I was thinking, I hope they're not all like this. But when we did well, like that- this amazing story arc that's mental and, and those those bonus episodes tend to be a little like you say dafter sillier uh and you can grab hold of the bonus ep- the mini episodes like the spider-man clone yeah. saga for just three pounds will just three pounds just three pounds just three pounds um, peter j's top three podcasts that we have yet to create i'm sh- some of these references are deep and i don't think i get them all but maybe okay Podcast about Rush, the band. I love Rush, I guess. Uh, I, I, I used to be my favourite band. I don't remember band. talking about... Did we, have we had a big thing about Rush? Maybe we have. No, but I, I, I think we just give off that air. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're intelligent, 
film geeks, uh, I was like, yeah, they probably love Rush. <laughs> yeah, Rush or Fish, one of the two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a podcast about the Fast and the Furious movie franchise. <laughs> Uh, that is another that is another spin off from one of our bonus episodes. Um, would, okay, that would be that and number three, a podcast about things Will has not seen. This um, would be I a much remember... longer podcast than MC, than the Marvel vs. Marvel. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Peter which I'm currently top... working on. I'm actually working on a. Uh, sorry, sorry, Ninja. I'm working on a uh, list of films that I said every time someone says, "Oh, you haven't seen this film? Watch it." I put it on a list, and I've been working through the list. But surely the list just keeps growing because film. There's so many films in the world. I'm trying to get it's it, it's like it's like it's a, it's a Sisyphean effort. <laughs> it is a Sisyphean effort, but I'm getting through it quite well, and I've I've been enlightened by some many good films. Peter J has not given us his top five movies, but his top five podcast episodes of this oh, podcast. Okay, in no particular order. Um, the first episode, Iron Man mm. One. This is the one that got me hooked. Uh, his number two favorite uh, podcast episode is Blade, and then Spider Man Two, mm-hmm. and then the Fantastic Four, and then the Punisher. Um, he, he wrote us a lot, an awful lot about the Punisher, which I think we'll drop in another episode coming up. He he really liked the way we tackled that with our our uh, our Magnus Opus on Frank Castle. Um, Will says some of my other favourite things from the podcast Will referencing Judas Priest albums that should exist Uh, the the Hanna-Barbera Thing cartoon with the Thing rings getting a mention Simpsons quotes I don't get (laughs) I've seen maybe 20 of the episodes oh no No. reading lists that are actually really good and informative Uh, being reminded of comic book things I love that I had forgotten about Long episodes that destroy a Friday afternoon at work. Uh, we know from from past writings, Peter J works really long hours uh, on his own outside. So uh, yes, our episodes help him get through some shifts. There is so much more to Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and may you continue to bring this awesomeness to us in twenty twenty one. Thank you, That's Peter J. Who have you got there, Will? Yeah, I've got one here. So, Cody Morgan sent his end-of-year review. Uh, There are so many cool things I've learned over these episodes, but it's hard to pick one. (laughs) What's he saying? (laughs) What are you laughing at? Sorry, I'm losing it. I'm (laughs) losing it, I'm sorry. Stilt Man and Lady Stilt Man is probably the funniest. (laughs) I am very tall now! I (laughs) I shall enter your bedroom window! (laughs) (laughs) I can't compose myself it's the Uh, bit where one of the other one of the characters says surely you're stilt woman and she just says no I am lady stilt man (laughs) that's too much that's oh there's too much lack of self-awareness but but my favourite that comes to mind is the first appearance of Iron Man when he burns the soldier down in the war and walks oh. away with a hat and <laughs> trench coat. During those beginning episodes, you described it as as they are doing something different than everything else out there, and that stands out to me as one of those things. One <laughs> of the more crazy stories that I remember the most is the fact that Hulk, during the 80s, I think that's the right year, uh, worked for the mob at a casino. 
Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favourite episode since the Annihilation Wars goes hand in hand with it. I didn't know much about the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe and those two episodes combined were really cool to learn about how the, uh, how the team came together. And right. you can listen to that on Patreon. I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop now. But Patreon. the Annihilation Wars bonus episodes, pretty cool, man. We need we need we need a button to press that just goes Patreon. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> so every time I hear it, all I can think of is it's always sunny. You're like Invigoron. <laughs> it's all about the berries. Um, so his top five: Captain America: Winter Soldier is my favourite because it's such a good movie. The reveal of Hydra being in Shield was such a crazy thing when I first saw it. I had not not known that from the comics the covert operation that followed still feels like a really solid spy movie if everything yeah. Marvel related wasn't there just yeah we said it was like couldn't agree more. a born movie you know like a born movie mixed with maybe a little bit a little bit of a bond movie in terms of that huge world ending kind of um stuff yeah i I, cool. I loved it i loved it it's perfect uh spider-man 2 good iron man x-men 2 Guardians of the Galaxy. We're seeing an awful lot of Iron Man, an awful lot of Winter Soldier, mm. and an awful lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, aren't we, in these lists? Yeah, it's good to see X-Men 2 popping up. That is clearly one of the best X-Men films. Uh, I've said it before, but the show is awesome, and I enjoy that you guys continue to put it on. The bonus episodes continue to be awesome too, Cody. Get the bonus episodes on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> We got it. The problem is, we both, being that you're a dirty southerner, we, we, yeah. we pronounce some of these things differently. Like the Punisher episode for me was a three hour exercise in not correcting you saying castle the whole time. Because I was, was like, that's castle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a castle. It's a, uh, it's a ruddy castle, lad. I, I was playing, <laughs> I was a little tangent. I was, I, uh, today I was playing a game I've been meaning to go through called Company Heroes World War II strategy game. But one of the one of the expansion packs, you get to play as the Germans, and you've got to do Operation Market Garden, hold back the British commandos. But they've all got Northern accents. They've all got Yorkshire accents. It's like, get that, you bloody Jerry! <laughs> and then one of them Good just work. said, "Here, yeah, one of them looked like Matthew. Did you see that? Well, you know why, don't you? You Southerners mm. are closer to the evilness of France and Germany. You see? <laughs> the further north you go, the more inherently honourable... And, and, and English you become uh, yeah you've, pl- you've clearly been to Gosport uh, <laughs> that's where the evil lurks Shane Miller wrote in with his top five he's got Captain America the first Avenger mm. I love seeing love for that that's one of my top fives as well my, yeah Iron Man Age of Ultron Guardians of the Galaxy and this one I did not see coming Iron Man Three. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Iron Man Three is a. Uh, we love you, Shane. That's a weird pick, brother. Maybe you just That's really love money. Pick. You love films that make money. That's right. It was like the, one of the highest-grossing yeah. movies, wasn't it? It was one of the highest-grossing films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it came out right after. It was the first one after Avengers. So yeah, yeah it, it and since doing this it. podcast, every film I watch. I check out what it made at the box office, which made my John Carpenter binge very interesting and very depressing. (laughs) Shane says, Captain America for me just ticks the most boxes. It's a great movie for one thing. Maybe the best in the universe. Um, No, I'm going to commit, he says, it is the best. I I think it has the most heart. I I adore it. It's so much heart in that film. 
favourite trivia moments have to be from that film, The First Avenger. Some of the things I learnt. Um, first of all, I was amazed to find out that Cap's hidden powers were barbecuing and suppressing other nations. You guys <laughs> said it, so it must be true. Uh, frankly, any comic that features a superhero issuing Hitler with a perfectly placed right cross is effing badass, and so up my street. The link with the X-Men was fascinated, and I had no idea that the X in Weapon X was actually a 10. I'm also calling bullcrap on the Red Skull chocolate fudge story, by the way. (laughs) No way was he ever going to be called Mr. Fudgy, or whatever the hell it was, and no way was Red Skull named after the image of a cherry. Having said that, Rambo was inspired by an apple, so who knows? Wait, I had to look look into that one. Rambo apples are an actual type of apple, and when the writer was writing First Blood, he took the name for Rambo from a case of apples he had. So there you go. (laughs) Shane, Shane (laughs) dropping some deep trivia on us. Wow, that is some good trivia. Uh, We got uh, one last one here. Uh, Daniel Nichols wanted to let us know what he thought of 2020 on the podcast uh, with top five movies here which are Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Blade, Winter Soldier and Deadpool. Another good showing from from Blade, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh no, no, I just remember something else. Um, His favourite bits of trivia, uh, when you talked about Blade appearing in the Spider-Man cartoon and how that sent the ball rolling for the film to be made, uh, love finding out about that, and I tell everyone. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a good fact. Uh, it's been a big impetus for me to rewatch the cartoon series, which is on Disney Plus. Uh, it is indeed. Uh, we've both got Disney Plus uh, subscriptions now, and I've been going. Th- I haven't watched anything yet, but I've just been going through things, going, look, you know, trying, you know, looking forward to what to watch. And there's so many cartoons on there. There's so many Marvel cartoons. Uh, but also, you know. Get Disney Plus and also Patreon. Uh, and only yesterday, I finally watched that episode. Blade is so angry. Also hearing about the chilling mutant adverts, which are in the comic books. That sounds amazing. The idea of Stark having to plug himself into electrical outlets to get a recharge. And the tension of Norman Osborn forgetting his Green Goblin and Peter seeing him. My fave crazy Marvel stories. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson turning against the Avengers after Captain America stands up for Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, Avengers yeah. first team up with the Hulk at the circus. And of course, the hate monger and Nazi vampires. Can't remember which it is. Living on the moon is pretty out there. It's such a great podcast and so interesting. I've really enjoyed finding out more about these characters and the history context to how they were created. It's inspired me to watch the films again, and I definitely think I'll be getting some comic books in the future. Keep it... I think it's meant to be keep it up. Keep it keep it up. Thank you for both for making such a wonderful thing. What a, what a great thing to hear, Rob. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks to everyone that, that, everyone that shared the love. We didn't have time for everyone's letters uh, because here in the future, uh, time is short. Uh, That's how time travel um, works, kids. Uh, we we must. We, I mean, if you if you missed out on it, you can still send us love. We'll read it out in future episodes. You can get in touch, Marvel versus Marvel at gmail dot com. The best way to guarantee that we, we we respond to you and talk to you and put you give you a shout out on the air is to head to patreon.com slash marvel versus marvel become a patron pledge help to keep us on the air 
and then uh, you can send us all the kinds of ramblings from your mind that you you wish to send us now will paradox letters is over and we mm. must return to the time stream and send this episode hurtling back in uh, hurtling back in time to hurtle through you t- to today Ooh. i guess Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. we are locked and loaded now for the big fat marvel quiz of the year we want you guys to play along at home Make sure you've got your pens, your papers ready. You can use a pencil. I don't mind. Um, or you can fire open the Notes app on your phone or something like that. See if you can beat Will's score. <laughs> We're going to do ten questions around. We'll get Will's answers and then we'll find out the, the real answers. Which might be the same thing. <laughs> I've no idea how this is going to go. I don't know if you've been absorbing everything or if your level of ignorance will remain the same as before this all started. I am genuinely fascinated by this. <laughs> How I, do you think it's going to go? How do you think it's going to go, Will? I reckon I'm going to get <laughs> just over half right. That's Ooh. the best. That's all I can hope for. Oh? Set them low. Please them high. See, I'll be honest with you. I think that's a high estimation. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think 50% is a high estimation. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, Maybe I'm underestimating harder. you. God, I, I, I was just going to coast through this, but now I have to try. <laughs> um, and to clarify, all these questions will be about the comic books. Okay? Yes, yes. So if I ask, you know, something like, uh, what is Hawkeye's real name? It, it's relating to the comic book. It's not relating to the, the, the MCU or the movies or anything like that. Because the movies are so different and all that. And, and mm. we know, you know the movie side. This is the, ver- this is... You know what, Will? This might be the very first actual embodiment of Marvel versus Marvel. (laughs) It all leads up to this, just like Infinity Wars. So, this is the first round, which is questions about Phase 1 of the MCU. Well, not about... Questions that span out of our first phase of the MCU, because they're about the comic books. Hmm. So, with your pens and papers ready at home... Here we go. <laughs> Which feels like I'm on the radio to say. <laughs> Question number one for you, Willie P. Yes. In Iron Man, the first film, 2008, the terrorist group, the Ten Rings, are named after the Mandarin's Ten Rings of Power. But how did he get these rings? Oh, they. Okay, um, I'm going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> from space <laughs> for that. from space from space yes from a, you don't a, want to be from an alien from space from an alien from space you don't space want to be any alien. more specific about that i'm writing it down i'm writing down space alien that is right that is my answer <laughs> space alien i forget I, what it was i hope i hope you have a really uh, generous quiz master because that's feels a little vague to me um this is why i'm not invited s- to pub quizzes <laughs> Question number two. Okay. Who was the hate monger? Uh, the hate monger was the uh, resurrected ghost of Adolf Hitler. Okay. That's your answer that you're sticking with? Yes. Okay. 
Question number three. What originally triggered Bruce Banner's transformations into the Hulk? Gamma radiation. Okay, I need to clarify then. What what triggered that's what turned him into the Hulk, okay? Ah, okay. So what what triggers his transformations into the Hulk after oh, the gamma bomb? After the gamma bomb. Oh, okay. Uh anger. Okay. Anger. Question 4. What is the name of the Marvel Comics version of the Mafia? The Magia with a G. Very bold about that answer, weren't you? Yeah, I'm never forgetting that name. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 5. What is the name of the teenager who was the sidekick to both Captain America and the Hulk. It wasn't Bucky, was it? Are you asking me a question? Or are you giving no, me an I, answer? I, I, I can't think of anything apart from Bucky, so I'm going to have to go with Bucky and hope that somehow that's right. And uh, I just wonder what people are saying at home. They're going, God, I can see why he's not involved in fighter pub quizzes. <laughs> He's just saying whatever's well, on his pop, mind. Pub quizzes usually have like a team of people. Yeah. You rarely go to a pub quiz on your own. Although I ran a pub quiz for about five years and there were some people that came on their own. Yeah, they were never never a very exciting individual. No. Question number six. Which Avenger used Pym particles to become the giant hero Goliath? Oh, was it Hank Pym? Are you asking me or are you telling me? Sorry, sorry I, that that I, is I, a that that is a, a catchphrase of every quizmaster in the world. There we go. I'm going to go with Hank Pym. Okay. How did Iron Man disguise himself as he fled Vietnam? Um, did he disguise himself? As a member of the Vietnamese, the Viet Cong. I'm going to go... Are you asking me? Oh, God. <laughs> Are you telling me? Why can't you just override that response and just go, fine, that's your. Why can't you? Why you keep asking me questions? <laughs> because I'm confused. <laughs> I'm going to go with Viet Cong. 25 minutes in, we've broken him, folks, just to let you know. We've broken the format. Cool, okay, I'm going with Viet Vietcom or Vietnam or something like that. So your answer to how is Viet Cong. Oh, how did he he disguise how? himself? How did he how disguise d- himself? How did Iron Man disguise himself as he fled Vietnam? Your answer is Viet Cong. That's the answer you want to give me. I'll go Vietnamese, Vietnamese soldier. So your answer is he dressed himself as a Vietnamese soldier? Yes. Okay, That's uh, that at least is a sentence rather than Viet Cong! <laughs> Which I don't think could be the answer to how. I th- this is this is this is from using Google all the time. You don't need to enter the entire sentence. You're just entering <laughs> keywords, <laughs> and the it completes it for you. Okay, okay. Well, this Google yells back. <laughs> yeah. Question eight: The Chitari are connected to which other 
Alien Race. Oh, God. The Chitari are connected to which other alien race? I'm going to go with uh, Scroll. Okay. I just keep thinking you're disappointed every time you you say okay <laughs> at my heart's and I feel bad for disappointing you. I'm not angry, Will. I'm just just disappointed. Well, we spent a lot of time on this this year. I know. We spent a lot of time. I feel like I've lo- uh, <laughs> let my training down. Question number 9. Mm-hmm. In the first issue of The Avengers, the Hulk is hiding. But where is the Hulk hiding? <laughs> a circus. Okay. <laughs> Don't give me faces. Don't do faces. <laughs> and finally for this round, question number 10. Who were the five original Avengers? <sighs> Okay, I'm I gonna... need all five for one point. Okay, I'm going to go with Vision, Captain America, Iron Man. Oh, just a second. Vision. I have to write this down there. Vision, Cap, Iron Man, uh, Hawkeye. And who else have I left out that could be in the Avengers? Uh, maybe the Hulk. How was that then, Will, the first round? How did you feel? How do you feel you've done? Because at the start you said you think you're going to get 50-50, you're going to get half of these right. How do you feel now? I will be surprised (laughs) if I get any of them right. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly from your faces. Well, yeah, the people at home don't have the benefit of seeing my faces. Um, <laughs> my faces can be, and I don't want to lead you any. I should perhaps I should blacken my screen so you can't see my face as you give an answer because I don't want to. I don't want you to go. No, wait! I changed my mind. No, but you might give me. You might. You might. You might do the do your face in the right way, which is in a weird right way, way of saying it. Do your <laughs> face, but in the right way. Um. Mm, okay. Well. Let's get then to the answers. You've got ten questions. You initially said you 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 thought you'd get five right answers this round, and now mm. you've adjusted it to thinking you might get zero correct answers. Okay. So question one: um, the, the the ten rings named after the Mandarin's ten rings of power. But how did the Mandarin get his ten rings? Your answer, Will, was space alien. <laughs> well, listen, you're not wrong, but it's not right enough. Yeah. That is like saying from a human. <laughs> it's just a bit too vague, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um what I was looking for, there's if you had there's one other word, if you'd used one other word, uh, you would have you would have gotten the point. And that other word is dragon. Oh god. Space dragon, alien dragon, I would have been happy with that. Crashed space dragon ship. Um, I wasn't looking for anything as specific as they were the power couplings from the engine. But if you'd had the word dragon in there, folks, the answer I'm looking for is some variation of alien dragon or space dragon. uh, Because that's what happens. A dragon from space crashes his ship in the Chinese mountains and the Mandarin 
nicks like the washers from his engine, <laughs> and it turns out these washers ah, give him superpowers. Question number two: Who was the hate monger? Your answer was Hitler. What was your answer, Will? Okay, it was the undead ghost, of, the, the resurrected ghost of Hitler. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it to you. Yay. Gonna give it to you. Um, to begin with, um, it's it's just Hitler. He didn't die, <laughs> and then he has a clone body, and then later on he does become a ghost. So I will. If you've got the word Hitler, you get a point. Okay? I just fired all my rockets at the target, hoping one of them would hit. So I <laughs> included extra words. That's how you do a quiz. So one point so far, Good. Will, which means it's better than your revised hope. <laughs> um, we're looking for another four for you to meet your target. Uh, question three, what originally triggered Bruce Banner's transformations into the Hulk? Perhaps I sloppily wrote that. I did anticipate you might say Gamma Bomb and think that's the level of question I'm going to write for you on this show. Um, but yeah, so... Once the gamma bomb is detonated, what turns him into the Hulk originally? Your answer was... Anger. Incorrect. The answer is nighttime. Nighttime. He's like a a werewolf to begin with. Um, Question number four. You have one point. What is the name of the Marvel Comics version of the Mafia? Your answer will... The Magia. Love, love to see it. Two points. Deuces <laughs> so far in this one. Question five. What is the name of the teenager who was the psychic to both Captain America and the Hulk? Your answer... Bucky. Well, no. no. Um, that Okay, so it's Rick Jones. He's, he's, he's instrumental. He, he brings the Avengers together... He's the Hulk. He's the he's the guy the 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 Bruce Banner pushes out of the way when the gamma bomb goes off, and he becomes Captain America's sidekick. Why did you say Bucky? It's, it's it the, the only it's the only sidekick you can think of. The the only sidekick that Cap has this Cap Cap has that I know of. I I was basically going adjacent to whatever was the answer. Okay, I could be generous with this, but I'm not going to be, because I'm going to be generous in a minute. So, the answer is Rick Jones. Now, Rick Jones did very briefly put on Bucky's costume and try to become the new Bucky. But then Captain America had PTSD at seeing the, the, the visage of his dead child friend, and that didn't last very long. And that's not the spirit of your answer, is it, Will? You didn't know that. So I'm not giving you the point for that one. Um, <laughs> but I like the tangent we went on. I'm going to be generous now. Question six. Which Avenger yeah. uses Pym particles to become the giant hero Goliath? Your my answer? S- my answer was Hank Pym. Now, the answer I'm looking for is Hawkeye. Oh. Because that's what Hawkeye does, and we talked about that. That being said... Hank Pym is the first Avenger to use Pym particles, and he does call himself Goliath. <laughs> so I'm going to be generous, despite the fact you have no way of knowing that, because we did not discuss that in any of the episodes, Ooh. and we definitely did discuss Hawkeye becoming Goliath. You're sitting on just two points. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give you the three. You at home, I need Hawkeye. Hawkeye's the answer I was looking for. But Will gets, Will gets three there. 
because I'm starting to worry about him. Um, that's that's almost like it, it's no longer true or false. It's like there's some calculation going in the seat behind the scene <laughs> as to whether I get a question right. He goes, "Well, he needs the win, bless him." Plus ten points towards true. Yeah, it's VAR basically. VAR, um, VAR, yeah. Question seven: How did Iron Man disguise himself as he fled Vietnam? Your initial answer to how was Viet Cong, which makes no sense. And <laughs> then, you said, like Vietnam- a- then you said Vietnamese, and then you said Vietnamese people. <laughs> Are these people helping him escape? And then you clarified he disguised himself as a member of the Vietnamese. I'll be honest. I'm, no, the answer I'm looking for is he put on a trench coat and a big hat. That, oh, um, yeah, I remember now. There you go. Yeah. And he walked away whistling. So, zero points there. Not to say that the Vietnamese people don't wear trench coats and big hats, but that's not what we're after. Question number eight. You're sitting on three points. The Chitari are connected to which other alien race? Your answer will... Scroll. Correct answer. No way. Correct answer. And, but bear in mind, you are getting. You're now getting a point for a guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's wait a minute. Wait, you didn't know quiz this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Quizzes work. You you answer correctly, you get a point. You don't go. Ah, you said it correctly, but your heart wasn't in it. You don't get the point. <laughs> Well, that's how I run my quizzes. <laughs> With okay, four four points, yeah. four points. The Chitari in in the in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, not the six one six brat brat, but in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, they do uh, they or are alternatively known the Chitari as the Scrolls. Question number nine in the first issue. If you get this, will you get yourself five points in the first issue of the Avengers? Where is the Hulk hiding? Your answer: the circus. Correct answer. Yes! Five points. Five points. For a bonus point, Will. For a bonus point. <laughs> yes. What either one of two. You only get one bonus point. So either what name was he hiding under or what was he pretending to be? He was pretending to be a robot. Bonus point! Bonus point! Yes! Yes, yes. Meccano, the mechanical robot Hulk that juggled a horse and a seal and an elephant. Willie P's got six now. How's he going to do here, folks? Question 10. Who were the original six, uh, sorry, five original members of the Avengers? Okay, I'm going Your out answers. on the here. Vision, Cap, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Hulk. Only two of those are original members. <laughs> um... Vision, we talked about this. He's a very late joiner to the game. He comes around in the 19... Uh, much later on. Um, Cap, no. Not there in the first issue. They find him in ice later on. Iron Man, yes. Hulk, yes. But the others, no. So, no points. But still, with that bonus point, Will, six points! Who are, you, who are you looking for in the five, in the Avengers? Like, who, who, who good I point. Sorry, good question. I forgot to I do that. About, bit, about I say, <laughs> the people at home don't care about how many points I have. That's a good point. The original... Uh, well done for keeping me on track there. The original lineup of the Avengers in the first issue, it is Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, mm-hmm. Ant-Man, and the Wasp. Ah, yes, yes. I, <clears throat> I, you could debate with me whether Rick Jones is an acceptable answer. 
and I'm not sure I uh, how we go on that one. But no one's put Rick Jones, have they? So um, mm. there we go, and that is I, that's a very respectable score, Will. I'm I am very happy. respectable score, but from my my perspective, this is evaluating. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 much of the information you have retained in this year and it's disappointing <laughs> because there was yeah it's six but with an asterisk there's a bonus point in there although the bonus point was real knowledge so that's okay yeah but but you know there was a lot of guessing going on <laughs> a lot of guessing that's part of the fun that's part of the fun <laughs> well we'll we'll see i'm not sure this quiz is about having fun will this is just about knowledge yes competitive quizzing we segue now from the quiz and we'll get we'll get to the other we're going to alternate between the quiz rounds and uh and the top five movies of 2020 of marvel versus marvel's first year so keep your scores written down will is sitting on six points so far how are you doing at home have you got uh, have you got more or less than six? Um, can you beat the man powered by ignorance? <laughs> we turn it over to Will now. You've compiled this top five list. I'm really excited to kind of hear some of your thoughts about these things. Uh, and you've put it now. Is it is it definitely in in order of preference? I looked, that's always hard. I did look at them, and I don't. I think I'm going to go with order of preference, even though I'm kind of looking at four and five and going, maybe I can swap them over, but to be honest, no, no. That's, 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 that's fair. That's fair. I can understand that. I know for a fact your number one is definitely your number one. It's my number one, too. I I, I looked... I, I think number two, people are going to be a bit like, really? And I'm like... <laughs> well, out of yeah. the ones we've done so far, I'm saying, yeah, I really enjoyed that okay. one, but you will, we'll come to that in a bit. <clears throat> so, let me do... <clears throat> The Marvel vs. Marvel 2020 Top 5 In at number 5 Is Guardians of the Galaxy Wow, 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 wow One of our biggest episodes In, in, terms, of, of, um, in terms of downloads In terms of new people discovering the show mm. And in terms of the interaction we got from people Um I think this is the biggest crossover hit mm. that we have on the list. And when I when I say that, it's like in the music industry, a crossover hit is when like a genre song, like a rap song or whatever. Although I mean, rap now is pop, but 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 back in the day, even to the two thousand and the two thousands, when a rap song. It's so popular, it crosses over into pop music, and people who would never listen to that genre hear it. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is is, is such a huge crossover movie, and it and it gets people. We saw that in the interactions we had with with people who said, "I was sick of the MCU. I was sick of superhero movies. I've never liked superhero movies. Oh, but this one I liked." I'm not really a science fiction fan. Oh, but this movie I liked. That's a lot of what we saw. So, how does it make this list, and why, Will? I, 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 I think it should make any uh, Marvel list, to be honest, because it's it was the first Marvel film that felt fun 
I, I, don't get me wrong. Don't uh, before you punch me in the face. Superhero movies are are, are all fun, but this one was fun in a, in a way that yeah. wasn't like. It wasn't dramatic. Okay, it was dramatic, but it wasn't mainly like, oh my god, all the things are happening. It was more like, hey, these guys are fun. They're getting up to fun adventures. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, very hijinksy, very heist movie esque. Yeah. Um, like a sci fi heist movie, sort of. But it still has the traditional, I guess, the traditional kind of p- plot roots. And pace of of a of a superhero movie or certainly an MCU movie. There's still a big bad for them to fight. There's still insurmountable odds. There's still yep. big action set pieces. Um, so it, it still possesses that aspect. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, but at the same time, just watching it for the first time, I was like, I, I, I've laughed at this quite a lot. Is this? T- it, it just it, a lot of it feels like a comedy. And they yeah. really, they really went for laughs. Not only that, you, you you come away going, "Oh, I've got to get the soundtrack on CD now." If they still do CDs, well, we we talked about how it's available on 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 uh, cassette tape as well. Yeah, that's mental. They they brought out special edition cassette tape that uh, that sold really really well, which presumably means people were then scrambling to get a cassette player, or maybe it was just one of those. Oh, I've you know, an item that you don't ever play. You just, it's cool to own it and have it. Like, yeah, it's like, um, I've got, um, I got something like that. I've got, uh, still in its original packaging, an action figure of Walter White from Breaking Bad. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, but, not, not, not intended for play. Not intended for, well, it's got all the, you look at it, it's got all the accessories and you go, not intended for play. I want to play with this. this See what cool. I do. Is is I would knock on someone's door and then put it outside and run away. It's it's, it's not my child. I am the one who knocks. Come on! Ray. Oh no, no, no! I thought you were getting weird then, but you were actually very good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it looms large on your list, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, we found that it loomed large. With a lot of people, and it, you know, it, it did what you said. It was, it was hilarious. Um, it really brought the comedy for. The comedy was, I think, was felt like it was the focus of this movie. Even though the end of the movie yeah. is very, gets very kind of normally superheroy dramatic, right up until the the dance off. <laughs> it did manage to to create. Christmas's hottest selling toys, you know, mm. Rocket Raccoon was, I think, one of the hottest selling toys of that Christmas, the year it came out, which is um, incredible because, as we talked about in our first full length bonus episode, Annihilation, a lot of those Guardians of the Galaxy characters are so, were so obscure before the Annihilation crossover, before the incredible writers Abner and Lanning. Spun them off into their Guardians of the Galaxy series. It, it, it's just wild to see such a forgotten character like Rocket Raccoon, who Keith Giffen had to like fight and argue to try and get anyone to include him again in a Marvel comic book series, <laughs> becomes you know a Bradley Cooper voiced character, and then the hottest selling toy. Of uh, of 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 that Christmas, 
it's a real journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's I I I I I was just sorry. I got lost in thought then because I thought, oh yeah, Bradley Cooper does his voice, and then I'm trying to imagine Bradley Cooper doing that voice, thinking, why did he? <laughs> why did he? I have no. Well, a big payday, I imagine. I have no idea. Um, the uh, we said this when we when when we talked about the the film when we covered the film. I have no idea. Well, you know what? I do know the reason. It's big names are helpful, but it seems like a very expensive way. You could have got just a very good voice actor yeah. to do Rocket Raccoon. Could have but got Frank Welker. He's 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 always the the go to guy when it comes to <laughs> voice acting cartoon characters. Same same with Vin Diesel just saying I am Groot. But I suppose when you think about it, having those names on the poster helps. Having those figures mm. do the PR tour really helps sell a movie, doesn't it? Oh, totally, totally. On to round two, then, Will. You have six points. Uh, This is the time, if you're at home, get out the pen, the paper, the notes app. Get your answers jotted down. Round two of the uh, Big Fat Marvel end-of-year quiz. We go before the MCU. Our first little journey. Mm. Wasn't this a cool concept? I loved it. I loved it. It gave us a chance to explore things that we weren't originally going to do. Yeah, like originally we were just going to do the MCU stuff, and that would have been the end of the of the whole podcast. And we would have <laughs> yeah. knocked it out in a couple of months. Done. That, that would have been record. People do that. He goes, "Hey, let's 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 do a podcast, but like get it done quick. <laughs> get it done yeah. very quick." And and I think this is the first as as we as we not to harp on about this, but as we've got so many cool plans for next year, this was the start of us going. Oh, hey, here's a cool little thing we could do. We could we could go right. We could go from we could do the movies leading up to 2008 and Iron Man, the first Marvel movie. So that was cool. Yeah. So round two before the MCU. Uh, question one. Okay. Why can Blade walk around in the daylight? Oh, are we talking about comic Blade? Uh, that's the disclaimer for the whole quiz. Oh, we t- oh yeah, sorry. The whole quiz, it's all comic book questions. Co- comic book questions. <sighs> it's a trick question, this one, I think. Because in the comics, he's not a vampire. That's your answer. <clears throat> Question two, where did Dracula and his friends, his vampire buddies, where did they hide during the 1990s? The moon. Okay. Question number three, where does Blades... mm, This is the one that breaks the rule. Okay. These are all about... Where does Blade's mentor, Whistler, first appear? Where does he first appear? It may be... In what medium? Okay? In what medium? The answer might be a pamphlet, a movie, a comic book, a radio drama, a TV show. That's what I'm after. Okay. I shouldn't have done this I'm question. I'm going to go with a TV go. show. Why not? I haven't even predicted how many things I'll get wrong yet, so I think I'm going to do all right. You, you're still doing 50-50, are you? Let's go with 50-50. I'll go 50-50 as, as okay. a whole, so yeah. You don't want to be any more specific than TV show. 
You said what medium? Yeah, yeah. But do you... Okay. This was... You know what? This is a duff question. I shouldn't have written this question because I, I kind of know now that too much of it needs explaining. Does this I mean apologize. you get Dr. Point as well? You get Dr. Point. I don't get Dr. Hey! <laughs> I don't get Dr. No points. I have all the points. <laughs> I'm the king of points. Mm. Okay. If you don't know, you don't know, I guess. If okay. you're at home and you know you've got this right... You're going to get, like, uh, ten bonus points. Okay, do you want me to say the TV show? Yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. Question four. Who was Rogue's father originally intended to be before Marvel bosses got scared? Magneto. I'm going to go with Magneto. He He just has a habit of, you know... (laughs) <laughs> being being a strange father. <laughs> Question number five. Name the five original X Men. <gasps> okay, I think I can do this one. I think I can do this one. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Jean Grey. I'm calling her Jean Grey. Jean Grey, Cyclops. Uh, Iceman Beast Oh And who else, who else, who else, who else, who else I'm going to go with uh, Professor, I'm going to go with Charles Okay You've gone with Jean Grey, Cyclops Iceman Beast and Professor Xavier Question 6 Rogue can fly because she stole the superpowers of which superhero? Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, I missed that. Captain Marvel. Question number seven. Which Spider-Man character first appeared with their face obscured by houseplants and other objects? Oh, Mary Jane. I'm feeling confident with this one. I'm feeling really confident. <laughs> really? Why? Why? I wonder why that is compared to the first. Probably, I don't know. I think it's because uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the moons are in alignment. The quiz moons are in alignment. Question number eight: Which Marvel character? is said to be the closest to the real personality of Stan Lee. Ah, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I'm also trying to answer them as quick as I can, just in case you think I'm cheating because of all this typing, because I'm right keeping note of them. It's like, oh, I could be That's a good right point. We should, we should point that out, yes. that The, the, the clickety-clackety is we've, I've asked Will to write down his answers so we can, we can go back over them in case he forgets. Uh, and I, I, I have the world's worst handwriting and the world's loudest mechanical keyboard. Uh, oh, they know. They've listened to. They've listened to the podcast before, mate. They they know that there's a clickety clackety going on all the time. Oh, but they don't see um, that it lights up as well in rainbow colours. It's very lovely. It's one of those keyboards. Um, hashtag ally. Question number nine. Um, <laughs> who does Peter Parker date first, Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy? Gwen Stacy. Okay. Question number 10. 
Blade was created by Gene Colan and which spooky named writer? Oh no. Um Harold Lobotomy. <laughs> No, yes, I've completely stumped. I'm going to go with that Harold Lobotomy. Ten questions on before the MCU. How do you feel? You, th- th- this is gone. I reckon I'm going to get. Uh, I'm going to get a good amount of these right. I think I, this was a good one. Okay, pick a number. I'm going to go with seven. Half. Go with seven. Yeah. Don't seven do that face. Seven is a big number. Will. Okay. <laughs> How do you guys feel you've done at home? You're, you're beating Will's score. Let's find out with some answers. Question one. Why can Blade walk around in the daylight? You then said, trick question for some reason. <laughs> and then gave an answer to the actual question. What did you mean by trick question? Because we were expected to go, ah, because he's a half vampire. And I thought it's because he's not a vampire. He's actually... That's not a, tr- a trick question would be... He can't walk around in the daylight, or Blade's not a real character. That, that's what a trick question would be. <laughs> you just answered the question normally with an answer. Uh, and your answer was, let's have it again. He's not a vampire. Correct answer. One point yes! for Will. Look at me go. Question number two. Where did Dracula and his vampire friends hide during the 1990s, Will? The moon. Another correct answer. The moon (laughs) is correct. They hid on the moon until they forged an alliance with Doctor Doom and came back to attack England. Why does that Um, rhyme? Where does Blade's mentor Whistler... I apologise for this question. This question is an aberration, but there you go. Why did Blades? Where does does Blades Mental Whistler first appear? And your full answer is uh, the Spider Man TV show. By which you mean the cartoon series? The card, the nineties cartoon series. Yes, sorry. It's another correct answer. Yes, three in a row. This is a miracle. <laughs> I can you, you just see his little face. He is beaming right now, folks. <laughs> Absolutely beaming. Question four. Who was Rogue's father originally intended to be before Marvel bosses got scared? I went out on a limb here. Uh, Magneto. It's incorrect. Uh. The correct answer is Mystique. Shape-shifting to give her a big old tangly, dangly, wangly. Because... Uh, Rogue was raised by Mystique and her partner Destiny and originally the plans were for Mystique to have become a man in order to conceive Rogue Uh, name the five original X-Men you need all five for one point okay I went with Jean Grey correct correct Iceman correct Beast correct Charles doesn't count. Damn it! No. No. The correct fifth member is Angel. Oh. Warren Worthington III. I would have accepted Archangel, although I would have thought you are a bit foolish. I was about um, to say, even I know that Archangel was what comes later, but there we go. Three so far, though, Will. Mm-hmm. 
Question number six. Rogue can fly before she, because she stole the superpowers of which hero? Your answer? Captain Marvel. Would have accepted Ms. Marvel, as was her name at the time. But yes, I will give you Captain Marvel. Good. We're sitting on four points on this round, Will. <laughs> Close to making it half. Which Spider-Man character first appeared with their face obscured by houseplants and other objects? Your answer? Mary Jane. Correct answer. Correct answer. Five Get points. In. Question number eight. Which Marvel character is said to be the closest to the real character of Stan Lee? <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. Another correct answer. <laughs> Six points. What did you predict in this one? Seven. You but predicted I don't think seven. It's happen now. Predicted seven. We know how the last question went. The last question was a guess. It was a total reach, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't even a so guess. Let's, it was more let's get that out of the way. Let's do it out of order. Question 10. We'll get to 9 last, because that's the one that's going to clinch things, or not, for Will. So we'll do question 10. Blade was created by Gene Colan, and which spooky named <laughs> writer? Your answer was Harold, Harold Lobotomy. Lobotomy. The correct answer is the legendary Marv Wolfman. Um, <laughs> So that's no point, but to get to your seven, you need... And this one's 50-50, folks. We couldn't have written it any easier. Mm. Question nine. Who does Peter Parker date first, Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy? Talk us through your... Re- what, what What was your reasoning behind this? Mary Jane's a girl next door, so what's your reasoning behind this one? I always saw Gwen Stacy as the original, the original sweetheart. Really? And that was your answer? That was my answer. That's the right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven points on the board for Will. That is gravy. Taking you up to 13 points. 13 out of 20. So you're, you're, on, you're really, that's a really big round for you, Will. That is, that was it. I, I think, well, obviously it's my best so far. The next one, I'm just gonna completely cack it up and <laughs> lose. You stay, stay loose, stay good. I'm a loosey stay. goosey. <laughs> so, how are you getting on uh, with the quiz so far back there? Will Preston, the man powered by ignorance, closes out round two with thirteen out of twenty. Number four on your. Oh wait, hang on. Unit number four. Number four is Deadpool. Oh, okay. I that not 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 that it not that it's a bad film or anything. <laughs> I I I I cannot imagine from all the films we've watched. This making my top five at all, at all. <laughs> um, uh, gosh, there's so many MCU films. This is beaten out. It's personal preference, Rob. It's personal preference. No, I know. I understand. It's just it. 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 it, 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 it I find it very, very surprising. Oh yeah, um, I can understand why it's surprising, and other people will say it's not that good, and I'm like, no, I, I, I mean, really liked it. I really liked it's, it. It's it's a very very successful and a very very popular movie. Um, so chat us up, Will. 
Uh, how and why does Deadpool make the top five? It's every time that, that, that something comes up and goes, "Hey, hey, you don't, you like." X genre. Well, we've made a comedy about it, and oh, we're going to do all the in jokes and all of it, and, and then they, the film ends up being quite rubbish. Like, remember Hitchcock, Hitch, the Will Smith film Hitchcock, which was supposed to okay, be okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the initial premise was, oh, it's a superhero film, but it's like, oh, he can't be bothered, and oh, <laughs> he's 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 out, he's he's past his prime, and all that. And the whole idea was, it was supposed to be like a com- like, like like a comedy, like it was a comedy slant on superheroes. I don't think it's called Hitchcock. I think you're mixing it up with the Love Doctor movie called Hitch. Oh, Hancock. Um, Hancock. Hancock. Well, that, Hancock? that was impressive. Yeah, it's Hancock because it is Hitch and then Hancock. Yeah, because that was, was his other film that I quite enjoyed. Yeah, Hancock. 2008. Hancock. Yeah, it, 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 that was a film that started off like, oh, this is funny. Look, he's a superhero, but he's hungover and all this. And it's like, oh, that's, that's not yeah, but, but then the but, film but, gives but, up being but, a comedy. Well, it wasn't. I don't think it was meant to be a comedy. I think that I, I, it's a it's a comedy drama. Yeah. Uh, but okay, that, that's a, that's a tangent. But yes, I think I think that that had bad trailers that tricked people into going seeing a movie based on the idea it was a straight comedy. But that's not your point. Your point is this was funny. This this it, it, it was it was not only was it funny. It, it, I think it lived up to its hype. It took it took a, t- a tangent with superhero films and went okay. We're going to do the whole R-rated, ultra-violent, funny, irreverent humor thing. And not only that, they did it well because the, I think the whole thing with Deadpool was we were all sort of going, "Is this going to be any good?" And it was. It was good. It was good. There, there was. It was genuinely funny, uh, a- 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 enjoyable. Even though it doesn't, <laughs> this the ending sort of uh, gets a bit formulaic, if you will. It, it, it's really a. Um, it, it was so bold out the gate with its marketing campaign mm. that I think you're right in that it had a, a hell of a lot to live up to. Mm. If you're that bold and that anarchic in your marketing campaign, you've got to be confident that your movie is like that. And like we said when we looked at it, I I really enjoy a film that sticks two fingers up to the Chinese market and says, I'm going to swear a lot because swearing is funny and there's going to be tons of excessive violence because that, when used right, is really funny as well. And I, I appreciated that uh, about it and I think Ryan Reynolds was, was, a, was a good fit. But I... <laughs> I'm I'm flabbergasted to see it in the top five of yours. I really, really am. Come on, it's no surprise by now. We've been doing this podcast a while. We have varying choices, and my choices surprise you. Very true. Very yeah, yeah, yes. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. What was the tipping point then? What what you know? What what put this over the top then? To I. I think Guardians, the, while Guardians of the Galaxy did did everything it did right, I think Deadpool came off as a stronger film for me because I think Guardians of the Galaxy felt like they were juggling several things at once, like okay, space adventure, uh, comedy, retro music, and they were juggling all these things. And Deadpool just went with, oh no, we're just going to be violent and reverent and funny, and it's like eh. so, yeah, simpler, um, simpler. Perhaps didn't try as hard, mm-hmm. didn't didn't aim for the <laughs> didn't aim for greatness, just. 
just kind of did some did some knob gags and there you go. Yeah, didn't really attempt. If I was allowed to things. pick a top five out of films we haven't done yet as well, this list could be really different. But I I I, I gotta say I, I I'm just happy Deadpool's there. Also, I think it's funny that the whole thing with, we were talking about on the episode. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was the leading force behind the the marketing campaign, wasn't he? It it very much seems that way because he 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 made himself available for everything and he threw himself into everything. We we don't have any way of knowing if he was in the room coming up with the campaign and writing the copy and all of that. But he was certainly he went everywhere and he wore the costume everywhere and he he worked he worked hard at it. Yeah, I I mean I I imagine there was some very smart comedians at some marketing company. You know that 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 came up with the sign and the the trailers and all of that sort of stuff. But but he was he was he, he seemed very involved. Oh, incredibly! It's just really it's to see that level of madness. And then, ooh, what's he done recently? Oh, he just bought a football club. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's a bit, with if it calmed with a, down, you know what? But yeah. but but also with uh, a guy from Always Sunny. In Philadelphia, yeah. which I, I I kind of referenced in in that episode we did as being that style of swearing when done right is hilarious. Yes, absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, and Bottom is a good great example of how you can use what I like to call theatre of the grotesque. Yes, extreme violence and swearing to ludicrous extent. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Bottom, Deadpool. What a night in that would make. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I used to watch Bottom all the time. One of my favourite TV shows. Uh, we, we, there was a, there was a really on a little tangent. There was a really weird time in my life uh, when my mum uh, was moved back in with 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 my grandparents and you know during a divorce and we would come over and visit and every evening we'd watch Bottom together and that was our Can't happy mem- happy happy memories happy memories. Can't beat it. So Deadpool makes its place here at number four. Yeah, that then uh, number four, and I, I, uh, I, I know you hate me to my guts for choosing. No, it. no, no, no. I don't. Again, it, it, it's not. <laughs> you know, I think I would have been. I think I'd have less of a reaction if it was a film I disliked. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. when it's a, when it's a film that's kind of middling. Yeah, to yeah. to me, then it, you're like, what? That it's what? Like, it's like but, it's like it's like when you ask someone what's your favorite band and they go all Green Day, and it's like really, <laughs> that's so harmless. And I and I, I am, you know what? Because I, I'm being unfair to it because I'm taken by surprise. It is not a middling film. Um, it, it it excels at certain things that it does, and and it is a completely different type of movie. The kind. That that, that 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 superheroes had never seen or done before, and you think it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's fine. We'll move on. We'll put it to bed. Don't make me question <laughs> um, my decisions. I already do that <laughs> enough. Well, the quiz must continue. Quiz me. We uh, we we need to know just how much has Will Preston retained this year, twenty twenty. The first year of Marvel versus Marvel. He said he thought he would achieve fifty percent accuracy with these uh, right and wrong answers, and so far, 
You're, you're doing you're doing above average in both rounds. Six points thanks to a bonus point yeah. in the first round. Thirteen. I'm kind of regretting that bonus point now. <laughs> <laughs> Seven points in round two. Thirteen overall. Um, you may have to check my math as we go forward because I have uh, dyscalculia, so uh, numbers are alien language to me. But I believe seven and six is thirteen. I, I'm, I'm that that far is, that much. I, I I know. So we move now into uh, the third round, which is going to be the phase two MCU questions that arose from this. Not about these movies, but arose from the movies that we looked at in phase two. Uh, Will, you're ready to uh, give your answers and jot them down. People at home, I hope that you're back on the pen, the paper, and the note app. Question number one. Steve Rogers, as we found out, quit as Captain America twice. And he took up other superhero roles. Two other superhero roles. Can you name one of those two Super other superhero names that he used. Oh, something he had. It was something even more patrioty. The Patriot Avenger or something. I don't know. <laughs> the Patriot Avenger. It's 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 an answer that's been given. It, it, it's an answer. Uh, question number two, almost as if it's themed. Who is the Iron Patriot? Oh, Ori- the- originally, originally, who is the Iron Patriot? The Iron Patriot. Oh no, I can't think. I. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. I used to do this in my quiz all the time. <laughs> I was a child uh, with a uh, with my my. my f- so my family and another family were very good friends. We went to a pub quiz at the local Polish club, um, and me and my friend andrew from the other family were massive james bond fans at the age of like 11 for some reason we were like yeah uh, misogynistic dude from the 70s that's what i want to pay attention to that's what i was a big question, fan of that age the question the question was that no one in the family knew and it was um who wrote chitty chitty bang bang yep. and because no one knew the answer we both said ian fleming mm-hmm. because we were just mad James Bond fans, and it turned out to be the right answer. So we, I always say, in all the po- I used to run a pub quiz for five years, and I would always give that and say, put any answer. So pick any name from the Marvel Universe, Will, because you an, an answer could be the answer. You don't know. The Iron Patriot, um, Captain James Rhodes. That is his name, right? <sighs> Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't. I shan't be drawn on any any further discussion, <laughs> just in case. Okay. Question three: Who convinced Odin to adopt the baby Loki? Oh, his wife. I have a feeling you just up that you changed questions because I was getting too many right. <laughs> I feel hopeless. Who are question four? Who are Vance Astro, Charlie Twenty Seven, and Martinix? Vance. Uh... Who are? This is question four. Who are Vance Astro, 
Charlie27 and Martinex. You can think about the Phase 2 movies. Perhaps that might lead you. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with... What Phase 2 movies have we had? I'm going to go with... Captain America's Helpers. Okay. Captain America's Helpers. Question five. Who is Gamora's major superhero love interest? That's uh, my new favourite noise, by the way. Well, mm-hmm. That's a, a, a Wookiee that can't decide what to do next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... Um, Star-Lord Question 6 Which member of the Guardians of the Galaxy Appears all the way back In the 1960s Before Fantastic Four And before the beginning Of what we call the Marvel Age Is it Groot I'm going to go with Groot Are you asking me Or are you telling me Question number seven uh, For this round Which is all based on phase two Or spinning out of phase two What are Wanda Maximoff the Scarlet Witch's Powers What are her powers Uh, Telekinesis And Telekinesis and telepathy Okay. Question number eight. Who created Ultron? Ooh, it was Hank Pym. Was it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 And this is accepted, folks, because you can, during a pub quiz, you can scratch out something you've written down and write a different answer if you change your mind. We won't no, accept I'm, all I'm answers going, until go the very Hank, end. I'm going to go with Hank Pym. Sticking with Hank Pym. Question number nine. Name someone other than Thor and Captain America who can lift Mjolnir. Ah. Vision. Question number ten. The Falcon isn't really a nice goody guy. He's a mean hoodlum from the streets. Will, what's his oh. bad guy hoodlum name? Oh. We laughed at slick, this for hours. Slick something. Oh. I am kicking myself because I laughed so hard at this. <laughs> I wanted to say Slick Digby, but that's not... <laughs> I'm going to go Slick, slick Digby. Digby. Slick, slick Digby. You want to go, go, go for Slick Digby. <laughs> okay. Um, right. That's the ten questions for the phase two round um, of the Big Fat Marvel Quiz of the Year. Hope you've got your answers there at home. Question one. Steve Rogers quit as Captain America twice. Name 
one of the other superhero names he used, and your answer will the Patriot Avenger. <laughs> I would have accepted Nomad, the man Nomad. without a country, mm. or I would have accepted the Captain. Oh. I think you were thinking of the US agent. That was the one. Who isn't that who isn't Steve Rogers? He is uh the person that replaced Steve Rogers, then becoming a different type of, of superhero. That's the um, one I remember now. Question two Who is the Iron Patriot? Your answer. James the original Rhodes. Iron Patriot, James Rhodes. The correct answer is Norman Osborne, the Green Goblin. Oh. No, yes. <clears throat> Question three. Who convinced Odin to adopt the baby Loki? Your answer is Odin's will... wife. Frigia. Frigia. I will accept Odin's wife. Uh, sorry, I won't accept Odin's wife. You know, if you'd put that, that's your answer. That's fine. Uh, the correct <laughs> answer... Who convinced Odin to adopt the baby Loki? The correct answer is Loki. He travelled back in time oh, and pretended. No. Convinced his own father. Question four. Who are Vance Astro, Charlie 27 and Martin X? And your answer will... Captain America's helpers. The correct answer is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the original no. Guardians of the Galaxy. Along with Yondo. Uh, question five: Who is Gamora's major superhero love interest? Your answer: Star Lord. The correct answer was Nova, ah. Star Lord's best friend in the comics. Question six: Which member of the Guardians appears all the way back in the nineteen sixties before the Marvel Age? Your answer Groot. was Groot. correct answer. Finally, justice is happening. He's on the board. Yep. Question seven. What are Wanda's powers? The Scarlet Witch, what are her superpowers? Telekinesis and and telepathy. I cannot give you that, no. I was looking for um, the the probability-altering powers, (laughs) or as we discovered, anything she wants, warping reality, changing the multiverse. Either of those would have been fine. Uh... (laughs) Question eight, who created Ultron? Hank Pym. Correct answer. Yes. Getting putting up two there. Uh number nine. Name someone other than Thor and Captain America who can left who can lift Mjolnir, and you said Vision. Incorrect answer. Mm. Only happens in the movie. Um there's several answers we would have taken. Uh Red Novelle. Uh, Eric Masters and Thunderstrike, Beta Ray Bill, Superman. I would have accepted Superman, um, but unfortunately not the Vision. I thought you would have remembered <laughs> Superman, but there we go. It appears you don't pay attention to me when I tell you things. Question ten. Mate, I tried to wa- I tried to watch the Justice League film before this before we recorded this, and if anything, I'm trying to forget Superman. Okay. <laughs> the Falcon isn't really a nice goodie guy. He's a mean hunter from the streets. <laughs> What's his name? And your answer was... Slick Digby. I really wish it was. The correct answer is... 
Snap Wilson. Snap Wilson. Oh, God. Snap Wilson. And that, folks. Oh, that, that, you, you, you're taking uh, two points away. It's my worst round yet. That round. That was mm. a. Yeah, yeah. How, 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 how do you feel about that round, Will? I mean, uh, not great, but I think uh, I think you'll find if you do the calculations, I'm currently fifty percent. Yeah, fifteen out of thirty. Yeah, so so that's a little win. You're making up for it in some parts and and, and losing it in others, um, and you're on track. How are you doing at home competing against Will? That's what we want to know. And at the end of all this. Do make sure that you send us your scores to compare against Will's scores. Don't send us every flipping answer. But mark your own scores and drop us a line, marvel versus marvel at gmail.com or you can tweet us at marvel versus or, of course, the best way via patreon.com slash marvel versus marvel. We move now, Will. Onto the top, back to the top five. In at number three. At uh, number three is Spider Man 2. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, Tell you agree with it. this one. That's good. Tell us about it. It's just. I mean, when you think about like pre MCU films, uh, where we are now, and anything outside the MCU, you go, oh, yeah, but it was way better when it was all handled under the big. Uh, Marvel Studios and all that. They made it way better because they had a, a big team of writers and it's all in, inside and all references to other films. It's all great. But to go back to Spider-Man 2 uh, and see it as its own project, as its own thing, like completely removed, even though it didn't really exist at that point, and and still go back and go, wow, this is really good. It's Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I think it's... Uh, my point really is that it stood the test of time. Even after Spider-Man's t- uh, two redos, two redos, I, I I think arguably three. I think if you'd mm. um, oh yes yes, if you'd taken those movies and introduced them for the first time in two thousand and ten or whatever as part of the MCU, I don't think anyone would have questioned the the quality, the approach. I actually think um, they feel that much bigger and that much more epic, yeah. Because they're not a part, partly because they're separate from the MCU, partly because they did all this heavy lifting and this universe building on their own. Mm. And and I just think the approach that we we talked about from the start, from the music, oh, uh, Danny Elfman, yes. to the to the to the the, the title sequences. Um, just the scope, the breadth, the acting of all those roles. Aunt May, I think, is perhaps one of the best a- 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 acted roles in any of the superhero films we've watched. Yeah. Um, Uncle Ben is fantastic. It's such a shame his light has to be snuffed out so soon. <laughs> Toby Maguire is so, so good in that particular Spider-Man role. He He's good. I mean, I, I spent a lot of my time... Like after the third one came out, just I think that the consensus among us all was, oh, he's so whiny. He's such a droopy, droopy-faced 
kid. You go, like, but I think that's the detriment to the character. That's you learn that the character's supposed to really be like that. Because I, I really loved um, not Andrew Garfield. Who's the other one? Who's the other? Tom spot? Holland. Tom Holland. I, I love Tom Holland's approach, which is yes. This is how a teenager would react to becoming Spider-Man. And I like that. I, I like that approach. But it's far cry from Tobey Maguire, which is very sort of... It's a bit more downplayed and a bit more a bit more like, oh, there's so much weight on me and all oh, this. So come but, back. To, I, I think you appreciate it more when you're in your 30s. <laughs> I, I think the Raimi Spider-Man movies, too especially to your point, really display the the deeply important characteristics of Spider-Man. Um, guilt, pathos, mm. uh, and kind of emotional... The emotional rot of relationships and entanglements and all of that in a way that um, I, I love the, the MCU Spider-Man movies. They're a lot of fun, but they kind of stop at being fun, right? Yeah. They kind of stop at that. There's they, no they, depth. They, there's no. There's none of that depth you get. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, that sounds like a real, a real crushing blow to them. So they have. I'm not saying they have no depth, but they don't have this kind of depth. Yeah. And 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 what we saw with 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 one, two, and three of these Spider-Man movies. Is that you can do that melodrama, if you want to call it that, that yes. emotion, that 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 kind of twisted human emotion. I, I, I get, I feel something in my chest whenever I start to talk about this. Hmm. Twisted emotional drama is Marvel comics. It is, it is what Stan and everyone else used to separate to this from everything we come for to create this brand new concept of comic books and this brand new idea of, of characters it, 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 it is if you if you have marvel characters that do not have this this kind of emotional drama in their life they are not marvel characters as far as i am concerned because that's what is there on the page 60s and 70s it is it looms so big especially in spider-man spider-man 2 and the other ones proved that you can do that and with that you can put together a a rollicking fun action adventure that doesn't sacrifice that kind of character development and depth that sells that that grosses 800 million dollars and sells millions of dollars of toys and action figures and you can have it all if you try hard enough yeah. Indeed. Big payoff. Big payoff. Okay. Are you ready now, Will? Uh, it's been a roller coaster so far. Yes. You you, you had a, a a middling first round. I just need ten more questions over the next two rounds, mate. You, you had a <laughs> soaringly triumphant second round. I did. And you had a crushingly, crushingly disappointing third round. Yeah, that was my, um, yeah, yeah. This fourth round mm-hmm. <clears throat> is going to be questions on the movies outside of the MCU. How do you think you'll fare? Movies outside the MCU, ooh, 
At this point, I'm just going to say it could go either way. <clears throat> Being what? 10 or 1? <laughs> I, I think that's a good range. Okay, great. Okay, get your pens, your papers, and your, your tappity apps ready at home. We're going outside the MCU. Question 1. As well as giving Daredevil his powers, what else happened to the VAT of radioactive materials that hit Matt Murdock? Oh. <laughs> as well as giving Daredevil his powers, what else happened mm. to the VAT of radioactive materials that hit Matt Murdock? It's probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to come out with it anyway. Did it create the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Are you asking me? Ah, or are you telling me? God, I'm going to go with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Question number two. Who replaced Bullseye as the Kingpin's chief assassin? Oh, God. I'm going to go with Electra. Okay. Question number three. Still Daredevil related. How does the Kingpin... Discover Daredevil's real identity. Oh. It was. Oh, God. I, I'm, I've got an inkling. I've got a little thread, and it's. Oh, I can vaguely remember it. Um, it was revealed by a journalist. Okay. Revealed by a journalist. Question number four. What was Stan Lee about to do right before creating the Fantastic Four? We found this out in the Fantastic Four episode. What was Stan Lee about to do right before he was given the job and created the Fantastic Four? I, I got no idea. Um... I'm absolutely stumped with this one. I'm going to go with... What was he going to do right before it created the Fantastic Four? Uh, I'm going to go with romance stories. Okay. Question number five. Evil Russian scientist The Red Ghost copies the Fantastic Four's trip into space to get superpowers for himself... And the rest of his crewmates will. Mm. Who are the rest of his crewmates? Oh. oh. The Red Ghost and his Soviet crewmates. What do I have Who to name the names of the crewmates? Mm. Do I have to name them? If you want to name them, you can. Or there might be a catch all. It's entirely up to you. Oh. I, I, I'm going to call them the Soviet ghosts. Okay. Question six. What is the name of Doctor Doom's home country? Latveria. The name of Doctor Doom's home country, Latveria, says Will. Question seven. Why does Doctor Octopus want to marry Aunt May? So he can... So he can get the rights to an island. Okay. Question number eight. What happens 
to astronaut John Jameson when he goes to the moon. John Jameson. He doesn't find Dracula. Let's put that out there. Uh, Does he find... No, he doesn't find Venom. No. (laughs) I don't know. He uh, gets a medal. Question number nine. When Pete quits being Spider-Man in Spider-Man No More, throws his costume in the trash, which villain benefits the most? Uh, Doctor Octopus. And question ten. They are the greatest superhero team of all time. They're based in Los Angeles. They're called the Champions. Will, please name as many members of the Champions as you can. And for everyone listening, you get a point for every correct answer. That's too kind. Uh, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, uh, Hercules. Hercules. um, Hercules. Oh, my little Hercules. 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 Um, I'm struggling to remember a a fourth one. Ah, was it? I'm going to put Rogue down. Okay. I'm going to go with that. You've gone for Ghost Rider, Daredevil, Hercules, and Rogue. Okay, that's the end of the fourth round. How do you think you fared here, Will? I I reckon I've got three questions right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be very. I'm not. I'm not going to give you a vague answer. I'm. I'm going to say I predict three. <laughs> three. I got three questions right, Rob. And and how many? Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you need because you want to get your target here? I need over the next two rounds. I need ten. Meaning, what I okay. don't, what I get here. Well, what I don't get here, I, I need to make up in the next round. So you need ten correct answers from this round and the next two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's tell me find me the right place. Question number one. <laughs> as well as giving Daredevil his powers, what else happened to the vat of radioactive materials that hit Matt Murdock? You said creation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Where did that come from? I thought I thought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was originally a spoof of Daredevil, and I sort of linked them together. You're absolutely right. That's a big point for you. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I I, I, I thought that was. I, 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 I saw a link and I went for it, but I didn't think it'd be the right one. Wow. I'm That's really surprised. We, we, we talked about that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is originally a spoof of Frank Miller's ultra-gritty, um, ultra-po-faced Daredevil series. And uh, yes, the, the vat of radioactive materials hits Matt Murdock, spills into the sewers, where it irradiates a rat and some turtles. <laughs> Uh, one point on the board for this one. Question two. Will, who replaces Bullseye as the Kingpin's chief assassin? I said Electra. Correct answer. No. Correct answer. Coming out the gate strong. Two hot real ones. Question three. How 
does the kingpin find out about Daredevil's real identity? Revealed by a journalist. That is, I'm afraid, incorrect. Ah, That does happen, but it's one of the many other times Daredevil's identity (laughs) has been exposed. The first time, the time that that, that, um, the kingpin discovers it, his uh, former girlfriend, Karen Page, gets addicted to heroin and sells his real identity for a single crack rock. (laughs) Um, And it it works its way to the Daredevil, uh, to the kingpin. Question four. What was Stanley about to do right before creating the Fantastic Four? You said uh, writing romance stories, which we know is 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 Stanley's bread and butter during during the fifties and some of the sixties. But no, the correct answer is he was about to quit Marvel Comics. Ooh, not that it was called Marvel Comics at the time, but he was about to quit completely. And uh, his wife said, before you quit, why not just do one comic the way you want to do it? The worst that can happen is they fire you, and you want to quit anyway. Yeah. And look where we are now because of that decision. Look where we are now. Indeed. Uh, Because that's the comic that changes everything. Question number five. Evil Russian scientist, the Red Ghost, copies the Fantastic Force trip into space to gain superpowers. Who are his crewmates? (laughs) Soviet ghosts. The correct answer is Soviet monkeys. Oh, <laughs> they were wow. all Soviet monkeys. Communist monkeys. Uh, question six. What is the name of Doctor Doom's home country? Latveria. Correct answer. Good. Question seven. Why does Doc Ock nearly marry Aunt May? To get an island. That was that's that's it. That's right. I mean, more specifically, there's a nuclear reactor on the island. But yes, she inherits an island, and he wants the rights to the island. Yes, four four on the board. What happens to astronaut? Question eight. What happens to astronaut John Jameson when he goes to the moon? You said he gets a medal. Gets a medal. The correct answer is he becomes a werewolf. <laughs> he becomes man wolf. Question nine: When Pete, when Peter Parker quits being Spider-Man in Spider-Man No More, which villain benefits the most? Doctor Octopus. No, the correct answer is the Kingpin. Ah, that's the first appearance of the Kingpin, and he seizes control of um, New York's underworld. Question ten: Please name as many members. Of the champions as you can. Will, who have you got? You get a point for each one. Who have you got? Ghost Rider. Correct, one point. Daredevil. Incorrect. Hercules. Correct, one point. Rogue. Incorrect. The other answers I'm looking for are Black Widow, (laughs) Iceman, and the Angel from the X-Men. Will, six points. That's not bad. Six points. Um, I think that's a, a very good score. It takes you up to 21, um, which is takes you so much closer to your ideal score of... Um, what do we say? What, what are we doing? Well, half, what, half, what, of 50, so, half of 50 is 25, so it's four yes. more points to 25. I think you're going to do it. I yeah. don't want to, you know... Give it all away, but there's two more rounds. Unless they're two absolutely brutal rounds. 
uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. In at number two. Number two. Number two is quite controversial. Not that controversial, but I know my friends will find it controversial. Number two, The Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I I feel that is a surprising film to find here. And you said you think people will find it controversial. Why? People think it's the weakest Avengers film, and I think it's quite good. I think it's strong. I think it has some great moments and builds upon the previous film. We discovered that, didn't we? We, we, we? Yeah. We. I think I came out of the cinema, and I don't think I saw it since. I came out of the cinema thinking, yeah, that was underwhelming compared to what I'd already seen. But upon rewatching it for the, for the for the for the show, I, it completely changed my mind. I thought it was really, really well done, well put together. Um, they expanded this deep, complex story. Which is how the Avengers work um, in 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 terms of the rest of the world. Mm. How they work now that um, Shield have fallen apart, and all of that kind 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 of stuff. Um, it was perhaps a little muddled in places, and things could have been done cleaner. But we thought Ultron was great, Vision was done quite well, and and all those kind of things. I I, th- I think the bit where it shines, it shines bright. So I I, I know we could we could talk about ah that what 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 we're doing there. What was that bit about? But it's like I I I see no problem with this film. Even when I first saw it in the cinema, I went oh that was great. And when people started going oh it's not good, I'm like what are you talking about? It's a good film. I I remember I had a chat with one comedian, and they were talking about like the uh, the fight between Iron Man and Hulk, and they were saying this should be something fearsome this should be something like oh my god those people are going to die but it's played uh, with confidence and a little bit for laughs and i'm thinking it could be but it doesn't have to be it's it's fine as it is especially when he's pounding him like over and over again it just cuts to his face he's going go to sleep 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 i thought that was perfect perfect you know yeah i think i i have to say i, I do think a lot of die hard comic book fans approach what it should have been in inverted commas, mm. all wrong. What that should have been is it should have been, it should have been a big, dark, great. Like go again, go go, go and watch a Zack Snyder movie if yeah. that's what you want. Thirty um, percent of them are slow motion. I, I <laughs> but so wait, but so why is it here in the top five, and why is it number two? Because what you've said now, it. Is that like it? It's good. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's there a great film. They take what the event. The Avengers was a fantastic film, uh, but the thing is, with the Avengers, is you could tell it was the first time they're doing it, and they could only right. really afford two set pieces. And you get several set pieces here uh, that are quite big, and uh, very true. And, and you do you do feel that they, they've they've taken the they've taken the ball and run with it. And like it was, as we said on the episode right at the beginning. They're going straight into battle. There's no introductions needed, and it's straight into it. We, it it's and it's spe- spending the same amount of time taking the ball and running with it, rather than getting them together. And and it works for me. It works fine. There, there's so much in it that's good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, that there is there is. Um, I think it's very overlooked. Yeah, 
I would, and, I would and underrated. Mm. Yeah, and I think there's so much in it that really shines. Um, I think some of that is you're seeing this this um, the beginnings of these tensions between Cap and Iron Man, which yep. which would go on to be so important going forward and so electric going forward. Um, Evans and, and and Downey coming to kind of the forefront, and, and this conflict, this tension between them, is really exciting. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Plus, I, I just, I just thought, I, I, I just loved Ultron as, as a bad guy. I mean, I've, I, I, I had to think about this, uh, and he's a bit cartoony. He feels like a Disney villain in this. He is, you know, mm. you know, Disney villains are like, oh, they're fearsome, but they have these little nice little character quirks about them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's the way he, the way he moves, the way he talks, the way he acts. He is an archetypical Disney character, but it's done the right way where they've got enough from both sides. Because I know it's the whole thing is that people say, oh, Marvel Studios, that's all under Disney now, and blah, 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 blah. But I think they got it just right. I think they got the balance just right. They, they've, they've got a character from a comic book series, and they've gone, okay, how do we make this character resonate well in the film, you know, uh, as best we can? And they got, I think, for a typical robot that wants to end humanity, because, Lord, how many of those have we seen in cinema... I think they did something quite uh, quite nice with this one, and I I will argue that. I think you're right. I I I I believe like you do. It is a better movie than the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It has a better, bigger, more complex and interesting plot overall. Yep, indeed, and I believe it has a much better villain. Yes, I think. Spader is, as Ultron is much more interesting, entertaining, and and interesting than um, than Loki. I don't, we don't, we don't get to see a whole lot of Loki in um, in 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 the Avengers. I don't feel anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think you're I think you're right. I think I'd I'd agree with you on that point. Um, and I think yeah. I can I, I I get it now. I get it. I'm not sure it would be number two for me, but I get it. <laughs> I feel like this is another quiz question. I'm supposed to get them right. If you want to let us know, if you've not done it so far, <laughs> and you want to let us know what your top five would be uh, of the movies that we have covered so far in uh, 2020, then you can drop us that list to Marvel versus Marvel at gmail dot com. We move on now, Will, to uh, the penultimate round. No, not the penultimate round. Sorry, it the is ultimate the ultimate round. It's the, the ultimate round. My apologies. I thought mm. I was. I thought I was one behind. Um, you need four points. Yep. To get your predicted halfway score of twenty-five. Oh yes. You currently stand on 21 points. This round, I would assume, would be easiest for you because it's the, some of the most recent we've covered. Perhaps I should have done it backwards, but there we go. That's the way we've done it. This round is all about the anti-heroes that we've been looking at. The Marvel Universe anti-heroes. So let's get started. Yep. Question number one. Ghost Rider's head 
is a skeleton on fire. Which Marvel <laughs> World War Two character had that exact same design? Oh, was it Red Skull? Are you asking me? Oh, are you telling I, me? Why did I phrase it as a question? I'm kicking myself <laughs> now. It's because you, you, you like a lot of uh, English people, you want to apologise all the time. Yeah. Sorry for answering your question. Let me answer your question with another question. Am I allowed to be here? <laughs> question two. The original Ghost Rider's name is Johnny Blaze. What is the name of the second Ghost Rider from the 1990s? Oh, Johnny Blaze. And then, oh, God. He had a oh god, he had a really cool name as well. I can't think. Uh, Trent Reznor. Do you want to come back to that maybe before the end? No, I, I, gonna, I, if I can't get, get it, it now, I'm not going to get it ever. Question three: Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze teamed with Morbius, Blade, and Doctor Strange in the '90s. What was their team called? Uh, the the uh, oh the damned. I'm going to say the damned. Okay. <laughs> Two music references in there so far. Question four: Deadpool is considered a ripoff of which DC Comics character? Oh God, I know this one. I know this one. It's not Deadshot. It's not Deadshot. It's oh. Oh God, I I know this one because he was in one of the bloody Arkham games. Uh, he's an assassin. He's got a sword. Uh, he's got same kind of thing. No. Do you want to come back and see if you? I might come back to that one because it might pop up. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, I want to give you some help, but I'm not going to. Mm. Question five, Deadpool Core. The Deadpool Core is made up of different alternate reality versions of Deadpool. How many can you name? Okay, there's uh, Lady Deadpool. Point for, e- point for each one you get. Okay, Lady Deadpool, Headpool, uh, Sir Deadpool. Uh, what was that, sorry? Sir Deadpool. <laughs> Uh, like a knight, he was he's like a knight, a, like, right? a, like a knight. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Woody Allen, Deadpool. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah I, uh-huh. I, 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 I'm stuck with that one. I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, question six. Deadpool's ex-girlfriend Vanessa becomes a super-powered mercenary called what? Oh, mute. Called what? Sorry, mute. I thought you were telling me to mute my <laughs> to mute my end of the uh, of the call. Then okay, <laughs> mute it so you can't hear me. Google. Oh no, that wouldn't work. Uh, question seven: What power does Negasonic Teenage Warhead have? In and the I, comics, I, I, I will repeat it because yeah, I knew that was going to come up. Yes, these are all in the comics, as we've said twice. Uh, she, uh, she can. I want to say visions, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with she can see in the future. I 
Or is it feels... Okay, or question... She can, no, she's not number. an empath. Never mind. Number eight. Are you sure? You can change before we get to the end. No, okay. no. Let, let's go on with number, number eight. eight. Number which eight, serial killer... Which serial killer did Eddie Brock falsely expose? Oh, God. Which serial killer did he Eddie Brock falsely expose? Yes. Oh, God. Which serial killer did he falsely expose? The... Uh... Oh, no. Ah. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say the Ripper. Okay. Question number nine. Why did Eddie Brock call himself Venom? Why did he call himself Venom? Yes. Because of the symbiote. Because of the symbiote. Question 10. How does Eddie Brock keep the alien symbiote's appetite for brains in check? Uh, jelly beans. Jelly beans is the answer. Jelly being beans. Given by Money, Will please. Preston. Um, okay, do you want to revisit? Um, what what one do you want to revisit? Oh yes, uh, question number four. Four. Deadpool is considered a ripoff of which DC Comics character? Oh, it's not Deadshot because he's completely he's he's a sniper. <sighs> I am stuck. I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm gonna have to go with. Oh, I'm really, I'm really people are gonna be listening to this and shouting at me, like calling me <laughs> an idiot, and then I'm subscribing. This is what ruins us. Uh, he's not cyber. He's not a cyber. He is. Uh, kill. Oh, kill. Not Kilgore. No. I'm going to go Kilgore. <laughs> You're going to go with Kilgore. <coughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel the good about this. Final answers. Yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you feel? I think I'll scrape by, uh, and that's the best case scenario. You need four to get mm. to 25, which is your magic number. Question number one Ghost Rider's head is a skeleton on fire. Which Marvel World War II character has that exact same design? Your answer was Red Skull. Is the Red Skull's head on fire? It's, it's, it, well, his head's red, so it could have been on fire at some point. <coughs> the correct answer is the Blazing Skull. The Blazing Skull. Question two. Johnny Blaze was the name of the first Ghost Rider. What was the name of his replacement in the 1990s? Your answer was... I, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. The correct answer, Danny Ketch. Uh, that does that no sound, points. That, that does sound very nineties. They the both board. sound very nineties names. Question three: Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze teamed 
with Morbius, Blade, and Doctor Strange in the 90s. What was their team called? The Damned. The correct answer is the Midnight Suns. Ah. We did two episodes on them. (laughs) (laughs) Deadpool, no points scored so far. This is question four. Which means there are six possible points... Well, more, sorry, to be be scored. Question four. Deadpool is considered a rip-off of which DC Comics character? Kilgore. You said Kilgore. The correct answer. You ready to kick yourself? Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. I would have accepted two answers on this. Mm. Like, character name and, like, character's real name. Deathstroke the Terminator. Deathstroke. Deathstroke the Terminator. I also would have accepted. Hmm. Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson. Deathstroke's real name is Slade Wilson, um, which was a joke added in by writer Fabian the Caesar to make fun of the fact that Rob Leefield had just ripped off Deathstroke. So if you had Slade Wilson, I'll take that, because in one of the Teen Titans cartoon series, they don't have him called Deathstroke because they don't use the word death in a kid's cartoon. They just call him Slade. Um, <laughs> so four four questions down. No points on the board. You still need four points to get to 25, your projected score. This is thrilling now because yeah. now we get into a point where there are multiple points up for grabs. Question five... The Deadpool core is made up of different alternate versions of Deadpool. How many can you name a point for each one? And will your answers... Okay. Lady Deadpool. One point. Correct answer. Good. We're getting there. Uh, Headpool. Correct. One point. (laughs) Sir Deadpool. No, <laughs> not a <laughs> not a real thing. <laughs> uh, Woody Allen Deadpool. Woody Allen Deadpool. Uh, I mean, he, he could be there in one of the multiple realities somewhere, I guess, but um, not not making an appearance here. Not making an appearance. Can't give you that one. That's a shame. That's all I have for um, Deadpool. I, I would I would have accepted Dogpool <laughs> and I would have accepted Kidpool. Mm. Um, but still, Will, that is two points earned, taking you up to 23. There are um, four points for play and you'd need two to hit your magic number. Question, this is thrilling. Question six. Deadpool's ex-girlfriend, Vanessa, becomes a super-powered mercenary called what? Mute. No, the correct answer, I'm afraid, is copycat. Ah! She's a shapeshifter. Damn it. What powers does Negasonic Teenage Warhead have? She can see in the future. I... Will accept that as an answer. Yes, <laughs> she has her dreams predict the future. One point. 
You are on 24, Will. Can you squeeze a point out of any of these last three questions? Question eight. Which serial killer did Eddie Brock falsely expose? You said... The Ripper. The correct answer. The Sin Eater. Ah, yes, I remember now. featured in Spider-Man 3 and again in our Venom episode. No points. One point needed. Two up for grabs. Question nine. Why did Eddie Brock call himself Venom? Because of the symbiote. Incorrect. The correct answer is... Because he used to write venomous articles oh. <laughs> for tabloids and he resented it. Oh. It is a stupid reason. Yeah. yeah. This one has got to be right, Will. This one has got to be right. Question 10. How does Eddie Brock keep the alien symbiote's appetite for brains in check? It is Je- definitely a junk food. Will, your answer? Jelly beans. The correct answer is chocolate. I'm so sorry, Ah, Will. Chocolate is the correct answer. What a thrilling, breathless climax. Will projected his score would be half, half right answers on the quiz. 25, he scored 24. He is off by one point, which means... He is fired from the podcast and I'm going to have to find someone else next year. (laughs) Did I not mention those were the stakes? Sorry. So if you're out there and you scored higher than 24 points, you get to be the new host of the show. (laughs) Just just get in touch with your CV and a a headshot for the the promo card. Sorry, that's with the stakes. I I forgot to mention that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I should have read the small print on that. How do you feel... Will about the about the the quiz and 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 how much you've retained over the course of this I, year? I think I've retained a good amount. I think. Do I, you? I, 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 <laughs> what is that based on? <laughs> oh, come on, that was nearly half. I think that was pretty good. <laughs> what worries me is that the most recent round was you was your worst. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff we did in the last like. Two months, you're like, I've never heard these quiz before. We did we did two whole episodes on some of these. <laughs> a main and a bonus. Venom, we did three episodes on so, some some my my brain works in a weird way. Some things stick better than others, you know. That's why I remember Hulk was a robot in the circus. <laughs> and Hitler, you knew Hitler. You yeah. remember everything about Hitler, don't you? Everybody knows it. With Hitler. your sh- with your shaved head. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so we really want to know how you've done on the quiz, um, the the big fat Marvel end of year quiz. Have you beaten Will's score of twenty four points? Please let us know. Um, was it an easy quiz? Was it a hard quiz? How did you find it? Drop us a line: Marvel versus Marvel at gmail dot com. And speaking of thrilling climaxes, we uh, we come now to the top spot, top of the hit parade in. Number one with a bullet. Will, what is your top pick? The best movie we've looked at in 2020. I think it's going to be of no surprise, and you're going to be absolutely glad I picked this one. Uh, It has to be 
Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, well, well, sorry, that, that's 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 actually incorrect. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I I I I I, I would have put Spider Man Two at the top of my list. But that being said, this is the best MCU film we've looked at. I I I I think so. I think Spider Man could also have been strengthened uh, with references to post-World War II politics in America. Uh, but there we go. You can't have it all, can you, in a Sam Raimi film? I, I love it. I, I, I think one thing uh, that I, I regret about it is I never watched it in the cinema and I, and I never really fancied it originally. Mm. And I came away going, that was brilliant. Why didn't I watch that earlier? Yeah, I, I I kick myself for not watching it. It's like I I don't kick myself for tr- attempting to watch Justice League. Sorry, <laughs> I I kick myself for. Uh, it's just so why why what 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 about it? it? It puts it here for you and makes you regret not going to the cinema to see it. That's a powerful emotion, man. Because. I looked at it and went, oh, it's another Captain America film. When wrong, it's not just another Captain America film. It's Marvel doing an espionage thriller with elements of, with, with, so, with political elements that are based in the real world that, 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 that will go over kids' heads, but the, the adults in the know, sorry, it sounds like a conspiracy theory now, like adults in the know will go, oh, I totally get where they're going with that, like Operation Paperclip, references to that. <clears throat> And the whole mm. argument between, uh, you know, about protecting protecting America, but who from, and then the whole argument for undesirables coming because there's so much history of um, of like thing, thing, things that America did uh, back in the day and things that inspired the Third Reich. I mean, they 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 they, they cherry pick stuff from all over the world, uh, mainly mainly the white countries, obviously. But like, it's <laughs> it's it, 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 to have a film in a series. Aimed primarily at kids, at you know, kids. To have all that carefully and without awkwardly uh, put, weaving it in, properly woven in, is astounding and deserves way more credit than it got. I, I think it needs to be talked about more. That how I think the, the the phrase I read was politically astute. It's so. Oh, I, I, I can't get enough of it. I, 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 I it was, it was all because I'm, I'm one of those people. I love playing my games about military stuff and conspiracy stuff involving the military, like Metal Gear Solid and Splinter Cell. And this had everything about it. This had all of that. It felt so. It felt aimed at me, aimed at someone like me. People who say Captain America is the most boring character in Marvel: The Avengers, they are categorically wrong. Yes. And what is categorically, emphatically true is that Captain America is the most exciting and interesting, the best character in the MCU. Um, his his arc, his thread, all his movies are great movies. All his movies are great movies. And they're all bigger, really, than except for the first one, perhaps, but they're bigger than just his personal thing. This, <clears throat> to your point... And we said this when we watched it. This is like, this is this is, this takes all the great elements of uh, the writer Ed Brubaker. His work with 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 Steve Epting is incredible. Run on Captain America, mm. turbocharging that character, introducing uh, the Winter Soldier, 
bringing Bucky back to life. Um, what what this movie does is take all those great elements of that. And we talk about how these characters are around for decades and yet they get defined and then redefined. For me, the really exciting definition of Captain America comes in this Brubaker period of time in the comics when what he writes and what we see here on the on the screen is like a turbocharged Jason Bourne style espionage movie. Yeah. Where it's got all those elements, the set pieces. It's not um, kind of cartoony Mission Impossible style espionage. It is much more grounded, despite the fact that guy can, you know, <laughs> uh, ride a motorbike out of a building and survive, or grab onto a helicopter and kind of hold it in place. Just forget about that. One dude's got a robot arm. It, it, to it, it, me, this is as kind of genre redefining as Guardians of the Galaxy is lauded as. This one does not get the praise and the plaudits plundit, the that, that Guardians of the Galaxy gets for being funny. Yeah, This redefines what you can do in the quote-unquote superhero genre by... But it, but it isn't... But it's still funny. Still got lots of funny moments in it. Um, the relation... It, this, is, this is Black Widow's best movie. This yes, is Black yes. Widow's best movie. It's criminal. She doesn't get more stage time elsewhere. It, her relationship with, with Cap is great. Um, Falcon's introduction is great. Um, the fact that Hydra are everywhere is great. This is a great film. Um, it's a, it's, I think it is the best MCU movie we've looked at. You're 100% right. Um... I think I would probably have, if I was doing my top five, I'd have the first Captain America movie in that top five as well. I think it's the best film of the first phase, personally. Um, I'd have both those um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies in there. Uh, as, you know, so that, to flesh out my <laughs> kind of two characters there, really. Uh, two Captain America movies, two Spider-Man movies, and I don't know. It, it uh, I have a soft spot for Iron Man two, um, and I have a massive soft spot for Blade. So I, I'd struggle putting, uh, working out which one of those to put to put in there. Um, that would kind of be my my top five, I think. Yeah, quite a bland top five. I'm glad we didn't use me because it would have been <laughs> the the two characters and then maybe Wesley Snipes movie that's not really like a comic book at all. Um, well, this is it. Will the end of 2020 mm. for us? The the end of the end of year show. Thank you for all your efforts and hard work on the show, man. Um, Pleasure. Thank you to everyone, as we said at the top, for listening, um, for for writing to us, for letting us know what they've loved and laughed at and enjoyed, for staying with us on this journey we didn't think would last, that has now amassed well over 10,000 downloads. That was just the milestone we're talking about, because it's quite a milestone. And in case, I don't know, in case you weren't paying attention, in case you didn't hear the exciting things to come 2020 is the the first year of marvel versus marvel 
I think next year is going to be the best year of Marvel versus Marvel. The animated universe, um, the David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, the 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 the, the Marvel's only horror movie. We've got. I mean, we've got such a different way of returning to the MCU. We've got to we, we we've got to do Ant Man and close out Phase Two, the Phoenix Saga, the Spider Verse, Transformers, <laughs> and let's not forget Marvel versus Marvel DC Edition. Twenty twenty one. It's going to be the best year so far. Thanks for listening to Marvel vs. Marvel. Please take the time to rate us, like us, subscribe to us. Hey, why not recommend us to a friend who loves Marvel comics and movies? Thanks for listening in 2020. Join us again real soon for 2021 with some incredible new Marvel projects. <laughs>